I'm going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. George can't hit what his hands can't see. Now you see me, now you don't. Welcome, Boneheads. It is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Dave Z. There's not a whole lot to tell. I'm a pretty simple guy. Jamie Jenkins. And the whole time, I'm like, why am I watching this? And Alex Edwards. Hi, Mr. Bill? Yeah, asshole. You are now entering the Bone Zones. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> I am joined, as always, with Dave Z. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's going on, man? And I have some uh, somber news, I guess. Uh, Jamie Jenkins is no longer uh, on the show. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to start it off with a downer. But uh, I guess we just get this out of the way, you know. Uh, the only reason her name was in the intro there is because I just I'm just too lazy to change it, honestly. Dave, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, Jamie Jenkins honestly, is not on the show. Well, I don't feel too good about it at all, actually. <laughs> Matter of fact, my I hate to say this, but it's making my stomach hurt. I think I gotta take a shit. Yeah. Now, <laughs> do you want to just do you want to do well, it? Before we get into anything, do you want to take a shit? Yeah. I guess I, I probably should. The funny thing is, in, in a year, or how, how long have I been in the dungeon? I've never had to take a shit before, so I, <laughs> I don't know where the fucking door is. The bathroom door. Opening the hallway? Just one of the doors to the left. I don't know which one. All right, whatever. It's not as nice as the dungeon. It's, the dungeon. it's not as nice as the Legion Lounge was, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah, well, sorry. No, that's alright. I just I just want to feel better. I'm just all busted up about Jamie, and when I I get upset, I I gotta shit sometimes. I got my stomach's fucked up. So okay. is this kind of unprofessional? Yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry, dude. It's it's this whole Jamie thing. I I can't help it, man. You're lucky I'm here. I I almost didn't show up when I heard the news. I know. Well, we said we wouldn't do a show without Jamie Jenkins. So. <sighs> well, we gotta have a goodbye show, you know. Yeah. Can't, so can't just burn out okay let, let me go take a shit i'll be right back yeah really go take your shit please thank you and hey wipe don't act like all these friday guys <laughs> no problem you know what i think it's the second door now that i think about it okay hold on no that's the first door <laughs> what the fuck Hey, what's up, Dave? Yo, somebody walked me in here like a couple years ago, bro. I've been in here for like a minute, cuz. What? what? What's going on, man? There's a skeleton in the closet, dude. <laughs> what? Alex, get over here. What? Who is that? I, I've... Dude. Dan? <laughs> what's up, guys? Yo, you guys forgot about me in there. I was in there. I was just smoking a bone real quick or whatever. I think it was like the fucking... What was it? I forget what show it was. But, yeah, you guys forgot about me. And i I just been living off of, like, rats, like Michael Myers' Resurrection. What? 
can't even believe I'm looking at you. I know, dude. It's crazy, right? Wow, you're back in the dungeon. Holy fuck. <laughs> that is so weird. Like, Jamie Jenkins isn't here, but you are. Well, I don't know why we're ignoring her. I mean, her name only changed to Jamie Sammons. Jamie, what do you think about this? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I mean, you're right. Jamie Jenkins is gone. Jamie Jenkins is not here anymore. Jamie Jenkins will not be on the Skeleton Crew ever again. I can't believe it. But Jamie Sammons, she's here to stay. Yeah, I'm not happy with this, like we said earlier. But uh, I guess I can get used to saying, like, it's just, I'm not, so, I'm not used to it, you know? It's just so... <laughs> I know. Fans of alliteration are going to be pissed. Yeah, I, I can't believe Dave had to take a shit over your new name. I, I think that's weird. <laughs> I can't believe you guys locked me in the fucking bathroom for fucking three years. But uh, I, I do have to say one thing, though. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan ain't got shit on us, because that was a fucking twist that nobody saw coming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Double twist. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is some kind of reunion show or something, uh, I, I take it. So... Wow, Dan, it's been uh, 18 months or so. Uh, we're all so happy to find a skeleton in the closet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank God you didn't come out of it. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. <laughs> that's a... I pulled him. Oh, you okay. He pulled you out. <laughs> that's yeah, not me. So... Yeah, well, as everybody knows, uh, the skeleton crew, it used to be Dan, Jamie, and myself. And, um, you know, 2013 was a great year. That's our first year together. 2014 started off good. And then we just kind of got to, like, slippery slopes. That's what happens when you have, you know, three personalities, three schedules, three entire lives that none of us know anything about, you know? So, like, uh, things happened. People got on each other's nerves. People didn't react the best they can. And, And one thing... Dan never really got an explanation segment or show of his own. And, you know, everybody who loved him and everything just sort of had to take our word for our perspective. So uh, he never really got to say, well, can I say something about what happened, you know? And recently, uh, Jamie reached out to, uh, to Dan because Michael J., you know, when, when he totally sabotaged himself here and left he contacted dan even though even though mike said i stole his show in 2012 and that's why he hates me he went to the other guy who stole his show supposedly (laughs) so so go figure (laughs) rendering anything he ever said about that fucking particular thing like irrelevant right yeah how does that make any sense me and dan if you want to call it stealing it then that means we both did that because we both in your eyes did so i don't understand why you would go reach out to the other guy but okay so he he does this and then they make a show called chasing the gimp and basically we haven't heard from dan in a really long time on any shows or anything i don't know what he's been doing or whatever but he hasn't been podcasting so jamie heard that show with those two and uh said you know i i played the show and dan really sounds great uh he just sounds like he has new life breathed into him. And she's, she decided to um, <clears throat> contact him. Like, I don't know. She just texted or sent you a message on Facebook. And just was wondering if Dan would even 
say anything back, and he did, and they started talking, and then Jamie told me about it, and I was like, yeah, but it, it didn't, it took me a little, like, longer to even contemplate this, because I still had to wrap my head around that. Not that I was mad, I just, I thought it was, it was just a very surreal moment, so... I, I just didn't really react to it at all. I just didn't want to even put my head there at the time, I guess. And then um, one night, about a month later, I was just sitting at my computer, and I don't know, so I just started thinking about Dan for some reason. And then I decided to click a show, and I was just listening to something we did and how much how great it was and what friends we were and the closeness we had and the magic that we made together. And I was just like, God, man... That guy is such a part of my life, a great part of my life, and what happened to all this? Like, how, how could we all let this happen? You know, it, it, in ways, maybe we're all to blame, maybe, you know, whatever perspective it is, that it is what it is, but uh, we it happened, and it got to the point where people who loved each other so much and did such great stuff together are not even talking, and that that's a terrible thing, you know, and I'm, as human beings who once shared something like that. I had Dan blocked on everything. I just didn't want to have any contact uh, when all that went down. I just went on Facebook and I unblocked him, just randomly. And I, could, I still wasn't at the place where I could contact him. I just had to unblock him for now. Like, that, I had to do baby steps, I guess. The psycho that I am. Yeah, the, the psycho he is, he, he writes to me the next morning. And I'm sitting here like, is this like an old thing that went through now because I unblocked him or what? Like, how could that happen? You know what it was, man? We're a part of so many mutual groups that I was cruising through and it was the first time in years that I had seen your name on my uh, on my Facebook timeline. It was, and it was that, that simple. And I didn't even think about it because I had put two and two together. Like, yeah, you blocked me or whatever. Right? You know, what it, it was so long ago that I actually forgot the particulars. Right, right. All I knew was I saw your name for the first time in years. You know what I mean? So I was like, I was pumped, and I didn't even think twice. I was like, boom, message, click, bada bing, bada boom. It was that. I didn't. There was no thought process involved. Well, well, Dan, you're a better man than I am because you didn't even think about it, and here I am sitting there contemplating everything. Well, no, because there was no love lost, man. At that point in the game, Alex, and and this is how I felt towards all you guys, like. I, I never, I realized what I did. And for people that didn't put two and two together, I was a fucking, basically a drug addict. I was going through my shit. And, you know, people in that situation don't necessarily make great decisions. Not necessarily because I was high, but like withdrawal symptoms, the whole, whole nine. It just really affects your mood. And it, it, it just, it makes you into the person that you don't want to be. And I, I don't want to like pawn it off. On onto the drugs because like I did everything I did, man, and and I'm not trying to make excuses, but like that was kind of the reasoning behind it, kind of like mood swings and this and that or whatever. So when when we were going through all the shit that we were going through, and, and that's another thing too. When I first kind of felt like there was a a rift, it was never like a creative thing. It was never like we oh when we when we were doing the skeleton crew, uh, you know. Um, because I never really obviously did it with you, Dave. We did some shows together. But when it was always uh, Alex and Jamie, we would always converse about certain things. And it was never a problem. And like we always, if, if there was like an issue, we would address it and move on. So it was never because of like creative differences or whatever. 
it was because of me and and it was my fault and I missed too many shows because of either I was too high or I couldn't get high so I didn't want to do a show and it's as simple as that guys unfortunately and it sounds fucked up but like it, it's a very selfish thing to think of to, to do and and to think about it and think back on it it's a very tough thing for me because I regret so much you know what I mean and you guys mean the world to me so to kind of let you guys down that was a fucked up thing for me and I, and I always have to deal with that unfortunately so now that I'm clean I'm trying to get or, or at least try and get back uh, what I lost try and salvage what I can from, from all the broken pieces and with you guys you guys were such a big part of my life and still are and, and that brings me to what I was saying earlier where even after all that shit happened and yeah it was raw for a while there were a lot of fucked up things said um, on my part but in both parties we were going back and forth we were just being stupid and ruthless and, and being angry and it happens you know what I mean but I would say that <clears throat> everything that I said, I truly didn't mean. It was it was out of anger. It was out of a feeling of like, um, not like when you when you corner an animal, you know, like the only the only uh, reaction they have is to like attack, right? Yeah, I, I knew that's how you felt because unfortunately, it it like I, I hate to say because I wouldn't be a part of this kind of thing. But just by numbers alone, mm -hmm. it, it's, it, it seemed like you were being ganged up on. You know, of, of course we didn't say, hey, let's gang up on our friend. Not no. to make you guys into the bad guys, though. And that's, that's exactly what you're saying, dude. No, I was the asshole. But at the same time, whenever, you know, you see the show Intervention even and stuff like that. Like when people gang up on anybody, even if they have the best intentions, like, hey, we're here to save your life. It still doesn't matter that person gets defensive. And that's how I got, man. And um, I know I've talked to you guys individually or whatever. And, like, you know, I know a lot of people listened uh, for a long time. And, and I got a lot of messages over the years. Hey, you ever going to uh, go back to the skeleton crew or whatever, whatever. Personally, like, and we talked about this before. At one point, <laughs> we didn't ever think this was going to happen. Now, this, this night... Like, uh, if, if, you know, I don't want to talk like we're more important than we are, but if you're a huge fan of this show, then this is like a night that is a miracle to a listener or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's something that, it's so unlikely. You know, th there was such, a, there was a time when I was so mad at Dan. You know, it's funny because even though I was mad at you... I, I even said this on that show we did where we explained everything. I said I don't hate him for some reason. I was like, I was definitely mad. Well, see, here's the thing. If you could just give your perspective, because, you know, we talked about how when things went bad with us, mm -hmm. you were sort of surprised that some of the Skeleton Crew listeners, who did like you the whole time, mm -hmm. um, how they sort of, I guess if you want to say, sided with us or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and then you were surprised that they didn't like you anymore. Now, here's the thing. They were mad at you for the same reason I was and, and said, I'll never talk to you again because you betrayed a certain thing. So if you, because we talked about this, so I've, I, you'll put it in better words than I can. Just give your perspective on the thing that I was the most mad at you with is that you were so mad at me for telling you, okay, dude, we're dropping your idea. We're not doing that no more because you had this long to do it. 
and you never did and we're just moving on because this will never happen and we have to be done by October. So your reaction to that was you called Jamie and basically told her all these things about me trying to pretty much, in, in my perspective, sabotage the show and ruin everything and this and that. And that's what a lot of people were also mad at you for doing. And that's why they probably stopped talking to you. And that's why I was the most mad at you. That you tried to ruin something we built for three years. And you told me it wasn't about sabotaging the show. So can you give your perspective and maybe enlighten people as to what your thought process was when you called Jamie that night? Right. And I never thought about it in terms of sabotaging the show. I thought about it in terms of... um pissing you off unfortunately and that's, so you didn't think as far as the whole show would probably be collapsed if she was that mad at me dude like when i see red dude i see red like it it's so hard to like try and justify or explain but like i've done some more moronic things man and like i've said some fucking horrible things and i do that and and that's what what you know and i keep going back to this but that's where i was at that point in the game man where like I was dealing with the addiction part, and and that was ugly, man. It's a rough fucking ride. And then you add into that uh, what we were going through, and it's a fucking volatile volcano, dude. It's just like waiting to erupt. And I'm not talking about in terms of everybody. I'm just talking about me, myself. Like, just it's not good. Like, it's just a ticking time bomb. So, so the whole Jamie thing, when I called Jamie... It was basically trying to say, watch out for this guy. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. He'll cut me out. He'll cut you out. It's all fucking cut. So he don't care about you. That kind of shit, right? So that's what really that was. It wasn't like, I want to bring down the show. I was just angry at the time. And while I'm on this subject, that happened a lot. That happened with me and Dave in a lot of instances, which I personally apologized to him and... Hopefully he sees where I come from, not to necessarily forgive me straight up, but like at least see where I was coming from and, and realize that like, you know, I'm a different person now and that's where I was coming from with that. And with Jamie, I mean, honestly, me and Jamie have always been tight. And I feel like with what happened, she was in a position where, you know, I was doing some fucked up shit and nothing I was doing was justifiable. So like, naturally Jamie's just going to fall back and say whatever I personally never had an issue with Jamie and the thing was with that was with, with you Alex you would always call me on my bullshit dude which which for better or worse I mean a lot of the times it's it's in a constructive manner and and that's why I love you to death man that's why I, I, I call you my brother because you're one of those people in life where they push you and they, they force you to go over the top and go out of your comfort zone so to speak and and that's what i think that i've thrived anyways and it's always been because of you man you pushing me and when that pushing comes from a place where like say somebody's being defensive or and at that point we were both going at it so it was like an, a vindictive manner mm-hmm. the gloves were off man and when i say that it's not to justify it like guys i was a douchebag and like i truly apologize for that like i shouldn't have done what i've done I guess to, to get up here and try to explain it, guys, I, I really can't. Well, I think you explained a lot. I think you enlightened a lot of people already. Well, yeah. that's what it was, Alex. You know, a lot of people get angry. 
and they know how they are when they're angry and they regret it. Mine just happened to be <laughs> at, at 100 a lot of the time, and I took it out on you guys. And I well, should... you're, well, you do. We all do. Yeah, but everybody does this stuff. Yours was just public because you have to a thousand people like well wait a minute we've been listening to all this and what is happening here and blah blah so it, it sort of seems amplified but in reality you weren't doing anything that anybody else wouldn't do with our like argue with friends and that's all that was really happening and, and dude and this this speaks to a lot of the listeners too and how awesome they are but like this was my kind of viewpoint and and I think this is kind of what you were touching on a few minutes ago, where it's like this, dude. A lot of people, after the fact, talked a lot of shit to me, and I just felt like, you know, it's not your place. Who the fuck are you? You're not paying my bills, regardless of the fact of whether I'm doing drugs or I'm not doing drugs or whatever. I still feel that way. I still feel like what we do is fun. It's it's great, and I love you guys, and I feel like there's, there's a niche that, that I feel like a lot of people don't know about, which I love. I love that aspect of it, but, like, we've tapped into it, and it's something magical, man. It's something great, and yeah. wouldn't trade it for the world, dude, and, like, I want to hold on to that for the rest of my fucking life if I can, you know, if we're lucky. Well, dude, you, you already enlightened everybody on the idea that, you know, one of the major issues that kind of led up to this breakup was cancellations. You know, like, I, I'm not going to make it, blah, blah. That was me, dude. That was all me being... Well, no, but the thing that is very enlightening to everybody, including me, I was just... I could... It's funny. I, I don't even know why I didn't think about it, but it's totally... What, he, what Dad told me one day was true. He said, and what he just said earlier, actually, like 20 minutes ago. Right. It's so simple, it sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's so simple, but it sounds stupid. When he was when he was high, he he was so buzzed out that he's like, the last thing you want to do is crawl to your computer and talk about a fucking movie. That's you know, the last thing you want to do. And when I did, it was uh, a commentary for Scream 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We all know how that ended up. <laughs> yeah. But the the other side of the coin, what I found fascinating is that you said when the days that you couldn't get anything, you you, you definitely did not want to do the show. So, and that is so obvious. I mean, you know how many people can't even function without getting their shit? Like, that is such an obvious answer to what was happening here and i never even thought about it so it completely makes sense as to why you did this now none of us could judge you or comment on on the addiction itself because so many people you know went through this and bad people great people amazed people we love that we don't a prince just died of this i just heard that today dude they confirmed that yeah well see i always knew he i I always knew that. I don't know why. Uh, even Artie Lang talked about it on his podcast, like, days later. And on Wikipedia, it, it was made clear that a doctor showed up that day who was supposed to help him battle opiate addiction. So I don't understand why that was a mystery. To me, it, it was obvious, yeah. The last thing I heard was that they found a shit ton of fentanyl in his right. in his blood. Is that Was that the last? Well, the last thing I heard was opiates. Opiate, like uh, it's. I don't, I don't know if he was shooting heroin, but I think he did Vicodins or Percocets. Uh, well, fe- it's all opiates, but fen- fentanyl is no. Yeah, uh, it's like fifty but- times stronger than than heroin, though. Or really crazy. Like, I, it's, yeah. like, fentanyl is it is fucking powerful. All my friends that have died from heroin overdoses, it's been fentanyl based. Oh yeah. wow. 
Yeah, it's really well, well, there you go. So none of us can comment on this. Everybody has their battles. I've battled alcohol addiction. I've battled... Uh, I dabbled with the pill stuff, you know, just for fun. Uh, lucky for me, I never actually got addicted. Like, I, I was a, a fortunate guy, even though I totally... You know, I'm no one to really talk because I totally tested myself to limits. Like there was, t- <laughs> there was a time I had a really bad job where I would just sit at a desk all day, and it was almost a daily tradition for me at nine o'clock because I wasn't tired enough that I'd fall back asleep, and I was awake enough that I could enjoy this till uh, two o'clock. I, w- right. I-, I would pop like uh, thirty or so milligrams of Percocet every day i think like there were times i had to actually say well i don't want to get addicted so let me only do this um let let me only do it on monday wednesday and friday you know like i did anything i could to make sure i didn't fuck around too much right so i did do this and those milligrams are nothing uh apparently like people do way more than that you know what i mean well alex no i'm sorry but 30 milligrams is a lot like for somebody to take oh is it really yeah, but here's the thing. <clears throat> when you build up a tolerance, it doesn't matter. When you start doing that shit for a while, dude, you can do, like, I'll give you an example, okay? And this is my story, and it's going to be really quick because, you know what, man? It's everybody else's fucking story in America, too. So I got prescribed them for, for back pain, and it was legit pain, man. Like, I was, uh, you know, I got records to prove it. I have a fucked up back, whatever. But I got, I think it was, she prescribed me four perk 30s a day 120 milligrams yeah that's what i'm saying so i don't think i was doing a lot right no no but but i still think 30 milligrams is a lot that is a lot no that is a lot i mean a a when a doctor prescribes tens that's considered a high dose they can start you out on fives but jamie i mean but what's dangerous about that isn't even that milligram what's dangerous about taking that much percocet is the acetaminophen that it's tied to because you're i mean when you're taking a five you're taking what five fifty? Like it's like yep. five, and then what five fifty or something yep. of uh, of acetaminophen, which can fuck you up. That will that will fuck up your liver like crazy. So when people are taking handfuls of Percocet, it's actually the fucking Tylenol in that that will kill you. Right. I got those, Jamie. When I got my thirties, those didn't have the acetaminophen, and then I got fives for breakthrough pain. Right. I was so right. I, I was so concerned to have breakthrough pain, right? To so talk about a fucking pill pusher, dude. This was my dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, for real though. So the fives though, I wouldn't even take them. I would wholesale them and I would just dump the bottle out to somebody and say, Give me two hundred bucks. No, but Because you were afraid of Well but no, but I but Jamie's at a point though to where I was more concerned with taking all that aspirin as opposed to fucking, you know, doing the dope fiend lean with fucking 120 milligrams a day. And that's... Yeah, and that's what'll fucking kill you. So good call on that. Well, I mean, no, but there's... The other side will kill you, too. And... and Well, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. But, I mean, that's the thing that people don't realize when they're dropping Percocets like they're they're Pez. Right. They don't realize that every time you... If you're taking fives or tens and you're taking multiples of them, every single time you're pumping your liver with acetaminophen that is killing you fucking slowly and that's the part they don't even think about you guys and just to touch on this real quick and, and we can kind of end this conversation if you guys want to after this but just to break it down man you know when people are going through some shit in life dude 
sometimes when people take Percocets, like they feel like, oh my god, like I found my thing. Like that's where I feel. Oh yeah. At home. Well, I know it's it like the most fun. euphoric. Oh, I don't want to like. Oh, we've got kids. I'm not advertising. Oh no, no, I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, like Dan's totally right. Like when you. It, it makes everything great. And yeah, it makes you fall in love with everything in life. Shit, not me. All it does is make me nauseous. Everything see, okay, but see, but see, here's the thing, and I'm so glad you just said that, brother, because here's the point. A lot of people feel the way Dave feels as well, and they can't understand why people fucking get addicted to him. Now, some right. people don't like it, and they can't deal with it, and they puke. Some people love it, fall in love with it, and and, and mostly, mainly, those people end up dying from it, straight up. So, <clears throat> with me, personally, and I just kind of want to, like, wrap it up and kind of bring you guys to where I'm at now, and this is why I'm so passionate about, like, when I talk about this kind of thing, it's like this. The, the main thing that I learned when I went through rehab and all that kind of crazy shit, dude, when I hit really rock bottom and I lost, like, everything was the fact that they told me something in there. Because they, they tell you a lot of stuff. Some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. But one thing that really stuck with me... Oh, I got to tell that Skeleton Crew story, by the way, too, after, guys. That's, yeah. But anyways, um, <clears throat> one thing that really stuck was, like, you're never going to, like, feel differently about them. Like, you're always going to want them. Like, that, that's always going to be a feeling for you that you're going to love. But you have to realize that, okay, I love that. It's it's deadly, but I love it, and that's not going to change. And it sounds so simple, but, like, for me, I always thought, like, who the fuck is going to get me to change my mind about this thing that makes me feel so good? You can't tell me anything that's going to make me feel like that's not working or, like, it's not worth it, because to me it is. It's all about perspective, though, because I've lost everything for that fucking drug, dude. And it's like this. It's as simple as this, guys. I basically lost everything for that one drug. Like, I gave up everything. And <clears throat> to get back to the person that I am today and that I'm really trying to be, I had to give up that one thing. So you, you, you lose everything for that one thing, and then all you really have to do in the end is give up that one thing, and you get everything back. You know? That's where you guys come in, dude. I love you guys so much, dude. You guys are my family. You guys mean more to me than you could ever realize, dude. And actually, let me just ask you. I think you do realize. <laughs> um, when you got that message from me, what was your thought process? I mean, did you? I I I was tearing up before I even opened it. To be honest with you. Aww. That's just the no. I'm just being real with you. Like that was my reaction, because <clears throat> you guys gonna understand something. You know, for me personally, <clears throat> like, um, in terms of, like, personal accomplishments, I don't know, man, like, I think that we've achieved something that, like, I've never gotten the same feeling that I've gotten through doing podcasting that I have, have with anything else in this in this life, and it's, it's a sense of pride, accomplishment, and more than that, it's like a... It's like a community. It's like a family. And, and I feel like when, when you find people that you can vibe with and you can create a good show that, like, people actually, you know, respond to and say, hey, you guys are good. Like, that. that's, like, the coolest feeling in the world because it's like, well, all I ever wanted to do was talk with my friends about horror movies and, 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 and you know, movies in general and, and life in general. And and it's it's been such a pleasure knowing you guys that I feel like... I feel like the luckiest guy in the world, you know? And and to kind of lose that, 
was so heartbreaking for me, and that's why for me now it it means the world to me to be to be talking to you guys tonight. You know, us too, man. You know, and I guess this is the perfect fitting about myself. Uh, you know, not the best compliment coming, but um, you know, you can find a way to justify any feeling or easily any action that you do. You know, I I could have easily said, well, Dan kept canceling. He's not into this, and he's just ruining everything for all of us. He's not being considerate. And um, the right thing to do is to just uh, here's what I you know really did wrong when he kept uh, prolonging this Twilight Zone tales from the and this I sounds so stupid that we're doing, I know you know it sounds ridiculous uh, but the fact that I know I I did not address Dan as my brother from another mother and instead I I talked to him as if he was an employee I said Dan. We're not doing this thing. You had this long. This is ridiculous. We have been waiting. We gave you this answer a month ago, and we're no longer going to keep waiting for your thing. We're moving on, and we're... <laughs> this could sound even worse, ready? We're doing the five worst horror movies <laughs> next, and that's <laughs> it. It sounds so stupid. Um, and to think that I could disconnect to somebody who is will always have a place in my heart. That is not good for me. What that tells me, you know, there's an old saying, I'm probably going to say it wrong now because this whole meeting with us, uh, I already knocked back three JDs, uh, shots of Jack Daniels. So I'm kind nice. of a, yeah, I might not be wording. I might not, I'm going to be like Bill Clinton. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, you're not going to fool me a third time. This is that, that was, was Bush. Bush. That was George Bush, not not Clinton. <laughs> oh wait, did I say Clinton? Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Oh my god, well, that's weird. And I, I was thinking, it's funny. I was thinking George Bush's face when I just said that. I was gonna say that earlier. That's the craziest thing of all. That I was gonna say. I haven't, you know, weighed in yet. But I was gonna say your quote about something else, and I was gonna quote George <laughs> Bush's having fuck up, and you did it on <laughs> the same wow. show. But it's like, yeah, it was crazy. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. My point is, uh, hopefully I say the saying right, um, a man's character is never, something about like it's never shown when everything's going great and you're winning. Someone's true character show is shown when things are at their worst. Unfortunately, I apparently am not a good person <laughs> because when things were at their worst, instead of banning with with dad and coming together even stronger to try to fix things i just used oh well he did this he canceled 20 times he's he should he was messed up during this review and he threw up on this commentary and <laughs> i i just collected a bunch of back like a bunch of verifications that i need to do whatever I felt had to be done at the time. Instead of my character truly being displayed in the proper way, like a good person would do, and say, fuck the show, Dan is not well. We have to stop this show. For, I don't care how long it takes. Whatever it takes, I will call him every day of my life until Dan realizes he has a problem 
and goes to therapy. And as soon as he's done, I call him and we talk for an hour every day until he gets through this because I love him and this is what a real friend would do when he sees somebody in this condition. No, I instead worried about my stupid show and how inconvenient it was that he's canceling shows or showing up high or whatever. And that was my priority, believe it or not. And that shows that I'm just not a good person at all. I don't think Mm. you should, I don't think you should beat yourself up because in the moment, when we were all in the moment, right? It's man. First of all, Dan, I, I have to say I appreciate your your honesty and your your forthrightness with all of this, and and I, I know that the the listeners will as well. And then for all those people, so you're saying get, can I like touch a boob or what's up? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to that. <laughs> for all those people who uh, think that we just railroaded you out of the show, no. Um, you know I. I, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll kind of get an understanding of, of where things were. And Alex, I think at the time, when, in the moment, it was bad. It was it really was. bad, and there was there was nothing we could. I mean, I, I just I don't know. I, I just wouldn't. I don't think you. I don't think you did anything. You didn't know what to do. And she's that's right. The, and that's the thing. You didn't know what to do. None of us knew what to do. And, and I'll. I'll interject and say Jamie's 100% right. Alex, I understand where you're coming from, dude, but, like, listen, guys, I'm the asshole here. Like, straight up. Like, it was me that fucked up. What Alex is saying is could it have been handled uh, better on both sides? Absolutely. But here's the thing, man, and I've always said this. Like, I don't fight with, with anybody harder than I fight with my family, than I fight with my brothers. Like, my buddy Dave that was just here, me and that kid battle. But guess what, dude? I fucking, I love that motherfucker and I hug him every night, dude. It is what it is, dude. We, we love hard, we fight hard. It is what it is, dude. And honestly, if you guys didn't care and weren't passionate about it or whatever, like, that would probably, like, honestly upset me more. Like, oh, they just, like, discarded me, but, like, I think we all felt it when, when that happened, dude. We all felt the rift because we do care and we do realize what what was happening. And <clears throat> when, when, when Jamie was saying that about, like, how in the beginning and stuff like that, there was some ruthless shit that was said, and it's, like, a lot of that's, like, vindictive bullshit that I really regret and like there was just a lot of back and forth just bullshit and and when you're when you're knee deep in that kind of bullshit dude it's almost like yeah you may see the light you may see the right way or whatever but you ain't trying to hear that dude somebody's fucking making fun of your wife or your girlfriend like who the fuck am i dude i was being an asshole dude and like well i want to i want to put this out there right away real fast because it's it's again my fault we have mentioned how Dan attacked Dave's wife, you know, the, the jokes or whatever. Now, he did that because of me. So, I am sorry, Dave. What what happened was, when we decided to do this show where me and Jamie said, we can't just stop without mentioning Dan's gone. What the fuck? You know, this guy's been here from day one, and we're just going to stop and not mention Dan? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, 100 was coming up, too. That was a big Right. You know? 98.5, something like that. Yeah, we didn't want to go out that way. Well, you, I should uh, say. Yeah, we, so we had to do that show. So I know 
Dan, you're probably you were like, oh god, they did a show on me. These at, fucking the guys. at the time, yes, but yeah, I don't. It's fine. But we had to, otherwise, I think it would have been more insulting to you if we didn't. Believe it or not, that's what our, that was our logic. Maybe we were wrong. I don't know. Well, we've talked about this before too. My involvement was what you know caused the riff. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is what I'm getting to. Okay. So so the reason Dan did do that to Dave is my fault. When we did that show. You know, Dave was obviously, uh, clearly, like, he was obviously, uh, gonna be the third guy. We didn't even actually know that, for sure. But we just figured it was obvious, it was a natural, I've known this guy for ten years. Yeah, he's already on banana, you know, so... It was odd. Yo, Dave, man, I, that's another thing, man. Besides all that bullshit, man, like, you were always so cool with me, dude. You were always, like, our biggest fan, dude. You were always the most vocal about it. You were always yeah. the chillest person, always saying you guys rock this, that, the other thing. So I commend you for that, man. And I'm sorry, continue your story, but I just want to I just want to say. Yeah, it. no, well, so here's where I screwed up again. You know, I've been messing up a lot lately. My, adding Michael J back into the show was the least of my problems. <laughs> it threw you off. Yeah, well, th- that was what, you know, I, I, it's weird. I went through such a long time here without making any mistakes almost. I was known for making the right move almost every time. <laughs> and then suddenly I just did nothing but make wrong moves. So one of them was this. When we decided to do the show about Dan, I felt that since Dave's going to be on the show sort of anyway, and I also felt that everybody who listened to the show loved Dan so much that I almost had an insecurity and thought, well, what if they don't believe us? Mm. You know, what we're saying. What if they think we're just making this up and they think we're just assholes who who decided to ruin a perfect chemistry uh, right, right before it's over, which makes no sense. But what if people thought that? So I said, you know... We kind of, you know, Dave was, has always been my friend long before I've known anyone. Back in 2004, I think we became friends. And so when these things would happen with Dan, I would seek advice from Dave. And I would go to him and say, yeah, man, I don't know what to do. What's happening to this show? Blah, blah, blah. So I felt that having an outside perspective would be a really good idea. Now, what I, and Dave, I'm sorry because I was selfish and didn't even realize the position I'm putting you in. And you probably were like, well, you know, D- Dave is such a, a great, loyal friend who's supportive. So he probably didn't want to say, well, dude, I don't want to be involved with this. So he just said, uh, okay, yeah, sure, if you want me, yeah, I'll, I'll go on. You know, I'll, I'll offer whatever perspective I have. So Dave comes on and then... Obviously, the, the the sentence that bothered Dan the most was when I mentioned something about how this thing was declining. And then Dave goes, well, you know, well, for me, Scream 3 w- w- would have been the end. You know, once that happened, I would have been done with this. Yeah, you know, I tried to say as little as possible going on the show. That was my plan. I'll go in there. I'll support these guys, you know, and I'll say as little as possible. If I'm asked a question, I'll, I'll, I'll give an honest answer. Whatever. Yeah, but eventually you got comfortable yeah, and you zoned in and then you just started talking, you know, but I put you in that position. You should have never had anything to say about this. This was between Dan, Jamie and me. You should not have been on that show. So I apologize to both of you for putting 
Dave in that situation and Dan having to listen to an outsider, basically, talk about this. Because it was totally inappropriate. And it's totally my fault. So whatever Dan said about anything is because of me. And how he felt with this guy who he thought was his friend again. And he was. You know, Dave, like he said, he wasn't being that bad. He just mentioned what he felt. But it was my fault to ask you to say anything. So I apologize. Now, if you want to go any further in your involvement, Dave, go ahead. But that is all me. So I'm sorry. No, no, I don't want to go any further. And it's not all you. I mean, you just, you, you explained yourself. I did what I did. Dan did what he did. Everybody felt they had legitimate reasons at the time. That's well, it. And, you know, and, and our, our shit got, yeah. it was kind of public because of Facebook and, and, and podcasts. Yeah. So it was kind of a big beef. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And I cried I, a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people got mad at Dan because of that. I heard some listeners say that. they made He made Jamie cry. That That's their thing. Everybody well, and it, you know, and, and it, it wasn't Dan that made me cry. It was a situation that made me right. cry. And I was never... I, I can't even say I was mad. I mean, you guys know me. I am so easy. Like I, I, I don't hold grudges. I, I, I'm just, I'm easy. And what that I was sad more than anything, you know, because something that I thought was really fantastic and a whole lot of fun had come to had come crashing down to a really horrible end, and there was nothing that we could do about it. It was just it was out of control, and so I was heartbroken. You know, um, and then I got a message once Dan actually heard that show. I got a message from Dan that I mean, he was totally right, and it it just it kind of speared me right through the heart and, and killed me because I knew that I had hurt him, and uh, that was never my intention. I never wanted to. I understand. Yeah, didn't I never he say he wanted... was surprised at you or something? Or he yeah, think... he said yeah, he you know, and he was like, I expect that sort of thing from Alex. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, which, you know, you know, that's a true statement. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, whatever I do, you can expect it. But I never expected it from you. And, and I, I, and then what I, when I read that, I'm like, you know, I, I never wanted to hurt him. I didn't want to hurt him. I wanted people to understand what was happening and where he had gone and, and what was going on. And to, I wanted people to, I wanted to impart the fact that it was hurting me, that I would, that I was not trying to to hurt him it was it was painful the whole thing was really painful yeah for all of us and we all said that 50 times on that show. yeah i mean it was not a happy situation for anyone involved no one was like sweet um yeah you know, yay dan's gone yeah i'm so glad this crashed down yeah dave wasn't sitting back going thank god i got my chance you know i mean it's <laughs> not <laughs> no one felt that way and um and it just you know, I'm, you know, anyway, Dan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Because- Listen, you, you don't, you, you guys don't owe me like an apology, first of all, because I see where you guys were coming from since day one. He, just to provide a little bit of context with that specific situation, guys, first of all, I got like messages from, I would say like three or four people, different people, and they're like, dude, you got to listen to this. Like, it, the, it's like praise using you or whatever so i was kind of under the impression that it was one thing and for me this is how it sounded you guys and and please don't take offense to this but this is what i heard 
Dan, we love you. Uh, you know, we miss you, and it sucks the way it is. But dude, you fucked it up, and this is what you <laughs> did. Blah blah blah. And it was all like, I don't want to call them backhanded compliments, but it, they were very like teeter totterish. Like it was like you would say something nice, but then justify why <laughs> you guys did what you did. But th- that's the thing. Like, that's what that point. But I wanted to make sure it was out there that you were great and that you. And I even said you were such a trooper. I said a lot of nice things about you. You did. The, the one thing I always wanted to say publicly, um, I don't know where Dan uh, said this publicly, but uh, yeah, I forget. I think it was. Oh, I think it was on the group Skeleton Crew group page the day he's the day it was over with all three of us. Uh, it was the last time he was on there, and he just started saying a lot of things. And one of the things he said that always bothered me, and I want everybody to know, and especially Dan more than anybody to know, is that I, you know, you quit the show at one point after, I don't really remember the, the maybe it was like the stuff or something like that. Uh, you quit because... Um, Oh man, that was the pinnacle of ugliness right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I was so brutal. (laughs) But what I always wanted to definitely put out there, and Dan, I am telling you, from the deepest pits of the truest soul in my existence, I didn't, Jamie and I, did not basically beg you to come back to the show just so I could throw you off of it. Like, you, you said that somewhere or whatever, and you, you said, you made fun of, like, my wife, you said things about me, you said things about what I did. None of that struck me as much, because I knew that it was just people fighting with each other. <laughs> Nothing bothered me as much as you saying that, because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now he's saying something that's that's just totally not true about me. And, and it, it really, I'm bad enough of a person, but I am not so bad that I would actually ask you to come back here just so we could arbitrarily throw you off a month later or whatever the case was. Like, oh, yeah, no. Like, to, you can't quit, you're fired. No, to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Alex, no, he's completely right. And that, yeah, it was just me being a douchebag because. You never believed that, did you? The, and angry, and angry. I mean, you were angry. Well, that's you know? all it was, though. That's see, that's what I'm saying, though, guys. This is this is kind of, of course the, it's, the point of all of it, where it's like, no, I don't feel that way. I was just fucking being vindictive and I was being an asshole. Oh, and all it, right. At that point in the game, though, Alex, I had felt like, okay, so remember when we had that conversation and I was crying like a little bitch the whole time? Do you guys remember this? Yeah, yeah I remember sitting there. With, yeah. You would probably look fucking I was like, what is wrong with this guy? Well, Maybe we should leave him off. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm no, but, no, but you're right, though, but that's the thing. Like, that that was the drugs, man. Like, that's that's kind of what it does to you, where it's like, I may have felt that, but my, my, my emotions were so out of whack that, like, I don't know, man, even if I was thinking straight, dude, I couldn't necessarily put all my thoughts in a coherent fucking way to, to present it to anybody, let alone myself, you know? So anyways, yeah, with that whole comment, dude, can I be honest with you? I barely even remember saying that, and and there were a lot of things said, dude, and honestly, like, a lot of it was bullshit, and I felt like, okay, well, we just had a heart-to-heart conversation, and these guys, you know, we came to a conclusion where, 
we're gonna move forward and you guys were like dude we we want you here like you guys were, were the were the nice ones in that part of the conversation like that conversation went well i was just kind of pulling my heart out to you guys at that particular time and then when everything else transpired after that now for me it was a totally different situation it was like a situation where uh it was it was more of the same but it was just a different situation from that particular one to where same thing dude like i didn't have time to watch the twilight zone episodes i was <laughs> dope sick like i had too much on my plate to where right. i'd be like watching movies dude like dude fuck that like i can't even i'm sweating my ass off i gotta get something fuck life like that's where i was at dude and it's like to, to lump that in and to try and make a cohesive like attack on you you guys was bullshit dude it had nothing one had nothing to do with the other and to be perfectly honest with you alex like the fact that you're mad about that and that kind of that you know like <laughs> you that was probably my whole point in the beginning brother i hate to say it but like that was like the kind of shit that i would pull and it's bullshit and it, you know well it just hurt me that you would believe such a thing because that would mean that you that you never thought i, I was as close to you as as I thought we were, that you. Yeah, but he that. didn't. He didn't. He's <laughs> just trying to hurt you. I mean, that's it was, it. he was just thinking, uh, you know, digging deep to hurt you as deeply as possible. Which what? Which is what people do. When which is angry. a whole I mean, thing it, to do. But it is, but I mean, that's what that's what it. people do when they fight. You know, when you're having a when you're having a vicious fight with somebody, you're going to try to find the thing that hurts them the most and dig it out and throw it at them, and that's what. <laughs> That's exactly what you're, and it's normal. It's a normal human response. I, I don't, you know, I don't think anyone should feel bad about it. As long as, as people are willing to forget about it and move on and realize that, you know, Dan has made some amazing changes. Dan is a, he recognizes where he was at the time. And I think you would agree with me when I say like, it, as far as to Alex's point earlier, when you said you felt like you could have done more for Dan as a person, you can't, you know, when someone is in that position, they are the only ones who can who can decide to make changes. They are the and they have to. Sometimes people have to hit rock bottom and lose the things that are that are important to them before they realize that their life is spinning out of control. Yeah. And, well, and they have they and you can't do anything for them. You can't make it happen. You have to let them figure it out on their own. And in the lucky situations, they will. And then they will crawl back out of the the hole that they're in. And you know the, the the depression that they're in, they'll crawl back out to the top, and the people who love them will be waiting for them when they get back up there. And you know, we are, we were. I know. And dude, honestly, like, it, it, can I be honest with you guys? Even though I haven't talked to you guys in so long, dude, in my heart of hearts, I always felt that way. I always felt like, even if there's there's digs being made or whatever, like, I, I always felt like we could always forgive each other one day in my heart of hearts and you know going i knew it i knew I, man i knew it's something i knew i <laughs> didn't think it was gonna happen like oh, oh that's never gonna happen but really like how i really felt i always felt like we always had a connection that i'm sorry dude like you, you just can't fuck with something that good and i'm not talking about good in terms of like i'm being a fucking douchebag like what we do is good but like for my soul, dude, you guys fucking feed my soul, man. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a drug, dude. It's, it's amazing, dude. No, nothing can make me feel the same way as you guys do doing a podcast and and being, you know, uh, doing the things that we've done and accomplishing the things that we've accomplished. So 
for me right now, dude, it's all like this. I, I'm trying to get back everything that I've lost. And when I was going through even my darkest hours, like, I myself, okay, so I, you guys don't even know this, but <clears throat> I'm going to break it down for you. So I crashed my car. I got into a head-on collision while I was on drugs. Right? Really? Yeah. When, when was this? Uh, October. October 11th, my brother's birthday, right? I went to Aww. the hospital. I was fucking banged up as shit, dude. I had fucking wrecked my car. It was it was really bad. And I still have charges pending, you know. And I actually go back to court in two weeks. And and it's 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 a haunting thing, man. Like it's Wait, wait, they tested your blood? Oh yeah, absolutely. So they know everything? Okay. So well I told them to, man. Like I'm not uh, I'm not like I may be dumb, but I'm not that dumb. And like, honestly, man, I'm fucking glad. It's like, I should not have been on the road, dude. And I'm that guy, you know? And sometimes you just gotta deal with the shit, man. And I, I deserve everything that I get with it. So we'll see where that goes. But regardless of how that turns out, it, it doesn't matter what, what I'm about to say. So after that happened, it still took me about a month and a half to really get my shit together. And I ended up going into rehab, I think, um, about 10 days before Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. So I went into rehab. I ended up coming home for Christmas or whatever, but I was in detox, and then I continued with the outpatient program, so on and so forth. And throughout all of that, one of my number one priorities was always touching base with you guys and getting back to, or at least like trying to get back to where we were. I didn't think it was going to happen overnight. I mean, I guess I was hoping, like, maybe, like, as I fantasized, like, oh, man, I fucking really fucked up. Like, that was such an awesome thing we had going. I fucked it up, you know? But through, and this is not an exaggeration, guys. I'm not just saying this to fucking sound like whatever, but, like, through my darkest nights, dude, in rehab, dude, like, I would think about you guys, and I would think about all the shit that we've done, and, like, when I'm feeling like a piece of shit, just like everybody else is in that place and that beating themselves up, I felt pride, man, and like, it's one- You even wore the Skeleton Crew t-shirt while you- Oh, uh, no, no, that's, that, that's, right. it's coming. that story. It's coming for sure. But that <laughs> pride when you're that low is life-saving. And it's one thing to feel pride, but it's one thing to feel pride when you couldn't feel any lower and you got nothing else to grasp onto. When you have that, dude, you guys, I credit you guys like you you fucking you helped me through it and you guys didn't know it but you guys were instrumental in in my recovery because I thought about all the shit that we accomplished you know what I mean dude you should feel pride man you I said it on the show where we talked about your depart departure I said you reached heights even I could never do you know (laughs) Remember that? Yeah, I, I said that. I said Dan is was better than probably I've ever been, and and I don't I don't even doubt that. You know, like yeah, yeah, like I, I'm leading, I guess, the show and stuff, and I do all this stuff. But at the same time, I never felt that I was like so fluid and so uh, articulate and like had such a thought. Like your mind thinks thinks in paragraphs. My mind thinks in in sentences. So, you know, <laughs> thank you, man. And and I really do appreciate that. And like, it's that kind of stuff that, that really did get me through, man. And I remember that, 
I remember that vividly, you know, while I was laying in my bed, dude. And, yo, to go back to what Jamie was just saying, so I told you guys this story. And I got to tell it again because it's fucking perfect, right? So even with all this shit going on, and this is last December or whatever, I told you, like, I got over this shit a long time ago. I forgave you guys a long time ago. Like, I have no, like, I love you guys so much, and I have for a long time. Even though we just started communicating, it's all been gravy in my head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With that, <laughs> I still fucking rock. I'm, dude, I'm rocking the Skeleton Crew shirt right now, motherfucker. <laughs> right now. And I did it this one day in rehab. And like, rehab's intense, man. Like, it's straight up out of a movie. Hi, my name's Dan, and I'm a fucking addict. Like, maybe minus the fucking part, but, like, it was it was intense, man. Um, so we're talking, and at the end of one of the meetings, this kid comes over to me, tattooed, fucking beard, just one of the, one of the most vocal people in the room, kind of like one of those people just pumping up the whole room, dude. His name was Liam. He was fucking awesome, dude. He was just a rock star, dude. He was just rocking it, inspiring people. And when you're down like that, and you get somebody like that in there, that kind of pushes people and motivates people and, like, kind of, like, jacks people up for the day, especially when, like, all your fucking, all your mind, everything in your mind, dude, like, there's no dopamine flowing, dude, there's no dopamine whatsoever, you're as low as possible, you're depressed, you're coming off drugs, you're all fucked up. So to have somebody come in and just, like, brighten your day, that's everything, man. And that was this kid, William, dude. All week, he's just killing it, dude. I'm like, this kid's a rock star. This kid's a rock star. Oh, by the way, I fucking killed it in uh, the movie trivia. In rehab, I fucking murdered it. Yeah. Raining champion, yeah. dude. Fuck yeah. Of course. William comes over to me at the end of one of the meetings. And he goes, hey, dude. I saw when you stood up, uh, you whistled at the skeleton crew? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, man. I was like, they're fucking awesome. Just kind of <laughs> played into it for a second. And he goes, yeah, man. No, I, I've heard that show. That show's fucking awesome. He goes, uh, my, my buddy, uh, my buddy Corey was on. And you guys remember Corey and Haley Norman? Oh, yeah. In Overhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I actually am friends with uh, Haley's brother, Hans. Like, he's one of my best friends growing up. And, and, and you know, they're, they're great people. Her and Corey, they're awesome or whatever. But just for him to come out of the blue, he's like, yeah, man, I work with uh, Corey on, uh, on movies. I do his makeup. So he was one of the uh, special effects makeup dude. And I and come to find out, I saw it after the fact, too. Very talented dude, just like... And you could tell this guy just exuded excellence, dude. Like, he was just a great dude. So for somebody like that, dude, with such an enigmatic personality to kind of come through and then say, hey, what's the skeleton crew? Yeah, that show's awesome, man. Like, it was it, it was one of the coolest fucking moments of my oh, life. Oh, well, damn, we only have the finest listeners on this show. Did, yeah. you, ever, did you ever tell him that you were Dan of... Of course. Okay. I was like, yeah. Dude, I was like, oh, you know Corey? Yeah, yeah, Corey Haley. And then it was all good and, you know, like, it cut. cut you know, turns out we have like 20 mutual friends, which is great. And he was a great dude. But ju- just to kind of start off a conversation like that, dude, I got to be honest with you guys. Like, and I-, I was talking about pride earlier. Like, as soon as he said it, man, it was crazy. I got like this crazy tingling feeling like through all my body. And, and mm. that's like the physical representation of pride, I think. You know, I was so proud. I was like, in my lowest moment, dude, I just fucking boom, you know? Yeah. I, I wish, you know, it's, I don't know anybody listens to this shit. 
Well, but the but that was good. <laughs> but, no, but 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 you made a good point though, Alex, because a lot ninety nine percent of our interactions, dude, are through uh, the internet and Facebook. And to have somebody come up to me like that, I'll yeah, be real life, dude. Man. I thought somebody was fucking with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like why would you listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, Dan, thank you. I'm glad that you got to give your version of the story and uh, your side of things. And um, thank you. You know, Jamie and I both really appreciate. Well, thank you for letting me out of the bathroom, bro. I mean. No, the closet. You were in the closet. The closet. Well, you you really don't want to be in the closet. Okay, fine. You were in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, Dan's like, I'm really uncomfortable with this skeleton in the closet joke. (laughs) Well, after after as long as he's been in there, it probably is a bathroom now. Yeah, I know. You probably shit your brains out of there. I mean, Jesus Christ. We're, we're really good at podcasting, but we're really bad at acting. Yeah. I, I thought I was fantastic. Speak at for yourselves. I'm awesome. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you, dude, for being so candid and sharing all this. It took a zillion guts to um, to really tell everybody – uh, all your <laughs> deepest, darkest things that were going on, and we're everybody listening, and everybody in this room right now uh, is more than more than grateful and so lucky that you survived the car accident. And what it did was it really uh, you know woke you up and opened your eyes to man, shit's got to change, and you realize that you know changing one thing brought back 25 other things that may have been lost within that one thing you know thank and, you for bringing up that point again Alice because that was the biggest thing thing for me dude that was the biggest point that uh, really drove home for me man so thank you for reiterating that brother oh yeah dude if if I heard that you were gone be, because like if I heard you know October 11th you know Dan, guys I have bad news I'm one of Dan's friends and I like I would be comatose even even at the point where I was so mad at you and just was done with you and stuff you know in my mind at that point um even then what's really in my heart would have obviously shown through just like it did when I uh, you know unfriend uh, unblocked you and stuff because what is really in my heart is people like you and people who ch- touched me, made me better, and made me feel like I was doing something important. You know, I never really felt that way. And then once the three of us got together, that's, you know, we were doing something cool yep. in, in 2012. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, right. That was cool. But I never felt I did anything that was a contribution of any kind or anything important. You know, th- there was a point in 2013, man, when we first got together... I convinced myself that, man, this chemistry is so good that this is so magical that it's so important, you know? And and whether it was an illusion in my mind or it was truly important to the people listening and who really followed, that's to be determined. But I felt what it did for me was it made me feel like this is so important and this is actually real now. And and this is incredible. That you know the the chemistry the three of us had. Dave fell in love with it. You know other people fell in love with it. It and I and we all fell in love with that escape we had. We all have normal lives. We all got to go to work. We all gotta have good times with our 
significant others and bicker all the time with our significant others. But there's this one point in our life that, hey, us and two other people are getting together and we're going to do something that is fucking awesome and there's no strings attached and we're all here because we want to be here. And there's some magic there. There's something that you just can't explain, and and I feel like we hit the pin the, the the peaks of it all. So, dude, okay. First of all, I couldn't agree more with what you just said, dude. That was so eloquent. We put, dude, that was awesome, bro. Honestly, and that's rare. So I hope you all listened. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and and I've talked to uh, Alex about this very briefly, and this is obviously pending how Dave and Jamie feel about this, but uh, I disagree with Alex on one aspect of what he just said. I don't think we've hit the pinnacle yet, man. And when I say we, I I would love to fucking continue to work with you guys, and I feel like the best times are still ahead. I love you guys more than life itself, and I feel like, you know, going forward with this shit, dude, I think we can fucking take over and have so much fun and just really take it to the next level. And even if we don't, I don't give a fuck. Let's ride this motherfucker to the wheels fall off because I love you guys. Let's do it. Yeah. Dan and I talked. Um, so we're trying to come up with something. Uh, I suggested Dan starts a brand new show. He leads it. It's on Horophilia. Alex, Dan, and Jamie are together again. If it's once a month, whatever. As long as we do something. The truth is, we don't yet. Yeah, we this is all new. To yeah, us. we don't know. We don't know if we should start up unlistable assholes again and then have Dan on. Obviously, I honestly haven't even talked to Jamie about this at all or Dan. So right, I'd like to do that before I even go forward, but. That's uh, that's kind of my intentions, dude. Because, like I said, I love you guys, and I feel like um, if you're dumb enough to um, to to lose that in life, to lose that connection, well, then fucking shame on you. But for for you to have the opportunity to get it back again, um, I feel like uh, I, I don't know. I hope hopefully we can we can all do something again in the future, and. I can honestly say that, like, it's it's so much fun, you guys. Like, you got to understand, man. Like, you know how they say fucking distance makes the, what is it? The heart grow fonder. It, that totally applies to you guys. I've missed you guys so much to where I just want to do, like, a retrospective on, like, heat or, like, like, I don't even give a fuck. Whatever, dude. What, 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 what that stupid movie that we watched last time, Jamie? Whatever that bug movie was. Squirm. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what's funny? I still have that commentary. We have. lost tapes. I always wanted to see it. Alex won't show it to me. Uh, and so I was thinking. I told Dan, "Listen, I'll do an uh, another show besides the crew, but we should have it where it's a special thing where we do not edit." I said, "Listen, <laughs> I'll produce it, but I'm gonna cut the beginning and end. You yeah. know, trim it up to where we say, okay." Ready, let's go. And then at the end, whatever we say, we cut that out. But all the rest will stay in there. I'm not going to edit any anything else. Um, so if you want to do a brand new type of show, and we say it's a live version of what we normally do, uh, that would be cool. Or like I said, unlistenable assholes. So Dan could talk about all the other things he likes. Just something. Or I was throwing around the idea of how about uh, we have a Dan Chase segment in the skeleton crew where we have like 30 minutes with Dan or, you know, whatever, whatever movies or whatever topic he comes up with, uh, we all are in it, you know, like just have some kind of incorporation to, to be together again on some level, whether it's a totally different show or one segment on this show, whatever, you know, it's up, it's plenty to talk about and debate and even, you know, ponder and 
you guys might have totally different ideas, and maybe you throw those out, and that's the best idea of it maybe all. Maybe nobody wants to hear shit from me. Who knows? Yeah, or maybe they're like, I don't want to do a show with him. <laughs> just put up a poll, man. Put up a poll on Put up a poll Facebook. to see my fate. See if I should just go back to the fucking closet or... or... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shove that asshole! I, you guys might have forgiven him, but I fucking don't. Shove him back into that closet. I didn't care about him like you did. It's just me and Art Kelly kicking it, <laughs> peeing on <our> bitches. <laughs> so guys, we'll be right back. I, I actually have to. I got a letter in the mail. I have to address something. I actually got to dip out of the dungeon for a little bit, um, because I gotta address this weird fucking letter I got, um. You guys hang here, catch up, you know, all the good stuff, reminisce, and I'm going to be back. I'm going to dip out for about, I don't know how long this is going to take. I'll I'll come back when I do. I swear I won't be longer than an hour. I, I promise you oh, guys. Oh, shit. I got a text. I got to go. I'm sorry, guys. You have to, too? Yeah, sorry. That's that's weird. I know it's unusual, but, yeah. Are you Mike J? <laughs> Michael, oh, listen, we're not having all five of us on here. <laughs> that will never happen because that's just a fucking demented freak. <laughs> you know, Dan Dan had real life things happening. This is a fucking just weirdo. <laughs> this, is, this is obnoxious. Yeah, believe me, I, none of us are chasing that gimp. <laughs> AIDS helps put me in control. AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. AIDS helped me lose the weight and has nothing in it that could make me nervous. Question Why take diet pills when you can enjoy AIDS? AIDS helps you curb your appetite. You eat less because you want less, so you lose weight naturally. Why not try AIDS? So why don't you let AIDS help you lose weight? Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Hey, Alex, what the hell are you doing here, man? <laughs> what am I doing here? What are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> I got a note that said to come here, and I just said, well, what the fuck? I got nothing else to do, so I never thought you'd be here, though. You got a note, too? <laughs> oh, fuck. We better get the fuck out of here quick. <laughs> oh, was this like a fucking horror movie? <laughs> it said to... My note said just to... to I think there's like this ultimate challenge at a, at a dojo, yo, 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 yo. I don't, I don't even know what that means, but uh, a dojo of some kind. I don't know, but a uh, challenge, I don't know. And it says something to do with horror. And since you're the guy from the skeleton crew, uh, you're, you know, we'd like to send you a formal invitation. Yeah, my, mine said that, except it was, it added some shit to it. It talked about my other shows or something, and they, they were saying something. Uh, like I, oh, because you're from Exploding Heads? Right, and ABC. So like, oh yeah, you think you know all this shit about horror. <laughs> it was Mine yeah. was like threatening, kind of. It was. We were on three, and you were on Banana Laser, so it's like four, a quadruple threat. Yeah, so somebody thought I was a fucking big deal, which I'm obviously not, but... <laughs> Maybe you are. You're on four of the major podcasts out there. Wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. I didn't even realize that. Welcome, gentlemen. What the fuck is that? Do you hear something? Gentlemen. Hello? Who is that? Who's that? Wait, wait, let's go. I think we should open step the door. Step forward. All you gotta do is step forward and open this door. Oh, fuck. I know who that is. God. Well, you pull the handle. If I pull, it's probably gonna explode. I know who that is. <laughs> wait, wait, what? You know the voice? Yes, I know. You don't know the fucking voice? 
No, I was barely paying attention to him. Piece it together. It, it, didn't you didn't you say something about yo 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 on the fucking? It said, machine? "Welcome to my dojo." Oh, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, it's Johnny Gore. That you, dude? Gentlemen, I have your surveillance camera just step through the door. Oh, Fusty. He means business, man. Let's go. <laughs> I need a drink. Hold on. Yeah, no shit. I got a bottle of JD with me. All right, let's go. No alcohol in my dojo. Now step through the door. Okay, dude. We're here. I'm so, what is this? Hello, boys. Hey, buddy. Hi. <laughs> what are you doing here? I've always wondered, which one of you guys have the most knowledge in the horror genre? Christ. Throughout an invitation, and obviously you came, you came here. Uh, so let's see. Yes, Dave, there is a samurai sword right behind you. Yeah, watch Please it. Not touch it. Yeah. Are we supposed to fight to the death or something? Mortal Kombat of the Mind, gentlemen. Oh, I like that. <laughs> wow. Wow, I'm going to give Alex a fucking fatality. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we did this on Banana Laser, and clearly I'm the best at this. Wait a minute. Nah, you're not the best, clearly. We had, we had uh, the, the time you won, I gave it to you. <laughs> oh, you mean all those weird things that went on during the all those quizzes where right? I somehow got the edge. Well, you know what? I, Jonathan's not Matt Wazell, so uh, I don't think I'm going to get no edge here. Uh, so I think this will be pretty straight up. Yeah, this will be 100% unbiased, okay? Yeah, Matt wasn't biased. I think he just understood my play. Oh, okay. All right. Each time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll get I can buy you. All right, so what you're telling us, Johnny Gore, is that you brought us here to see who is the mastermind of the horror genre, and you're going to put us through tests or some kind of rounds of trivia or something? Oh, yes. Tests, rounds of trivia. Three rounds. Three rounds. Okay, how many questions? Six questions. Six? I don't think I know six things about the entire genre. <laughs> six questions to each of you in six different categories. Oh, is it like Jeopardy? Do we get to do we get to choose them? No, Dave, I choose them. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. One point each. But round two, two points per question. Here's the kicker. You get to steal if your opponent does not know the answer. Perfect. But, oh, if wait, you, no, James but, but if you are not sure of the answer, you do have the option of multiple choice. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is for every question. Can you get negatives if you get the answer wrong? No. So you may as well just blur shit out. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> uh, just so you know, I, I just I just wear, I'm like uh, a rat. I'm mic'd all the time, like an FBI rat. So... <laughs> Can I just play this on my show? So if people at home are listening to this, if I survive this and don't get killed on the way home, I could play this to the to the audience. Now, will they be able to play along with us and try to beat us? Yes, that'd be fine. This show will go on forever. Okay, so we got three rounds, six questions in the first round, four questions in the second round, and three questions in the third round. And to see who is the, the uh, Zen master of horror... Alex Edwards, that's me, and or Dave Z. Yeah. That's the guy who says, hey, yo. 
Dave, so. Dave Master. <laughs> oh my god, wow, that's weird. See? <laughs> Dave Z- maybe you really are the guy. Alright. <laughs> but here's something that is very interesting. The first question. Wait, wait, can we, can we let, before we start, can we let Dan Chase keep score? <laughs> <laughs> the first question He's gonna help me has win. one point. <laughs> the second question has three points. And the third and two question has <laughs> five big ones. And you cannot steal in this round. In the third round? Yes, in the third round. You cannot steal. Okay, no stealing. All right. Okay, before everybody's head explodes, let's just start this. <laughs> yeah, full explosion. I'm All you have to do, go into your positions. What positions? <laughs> Which one is that? What kind of game are you playing here? How about reverse cowgirl? <laughs> <laughs> go into your positions, and I will announce you as you come out. Sit here in these nice, comfortable chairs. It ain't that comfortable. No, this ain't a fucking I'll be the judge of that, Alex. Please <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Welcome to the Skeleton Crew Challenge. Yeah. To my left. Coming down the ramp. Standing at five foot nine. Weighing in at 185 pounds of pure muscle. The awesome one. Astonishing, Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! Um. Yeah, it's me, everybody. Come on, we're in my corner. Cheer for me. Let's go. I'm, the, I'm the Alex. Come on, three fucking oh, four years. Four years. Come on, we're in my corner. Let's go. And coming down this white corridor with a menacing silhouette. Why gotta be white? <laughs> and he has the whole laser nation in his corner. What? What? They fucked it. They what about the fuck, skeleton nation? They said fuck Alex. <laughs> I know. Yeah, what about me? I'm on that show too. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm the fan favorite, bitches. <laughs> yes, the exploding head himself. Dangerous. Dave Z! Alright, alright! Hey yo! And all that good shit. I think Dave got a better intro. <laughs> alright, gentlemen. You both understand the rules. Touch gloves and come out talking. I must break you. Go for it. <laughs> alright, it's getting good. All right, round one. Which one do you like to go first? Alex, would you like to go first, or would you like to defer to Dan? Dave. We'll defer. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Dan can go first. Already it begins. Already Alex is getting fucking shit. I think we're get, Dan is meant to be on this show. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan can go first. Well, I mean, Dave. I hope you're keeping score, Dan. <laughs> okay, Dave. Your first question is Southern Gothic. What the fuck? I think we're gonna get like three points at the end of this whole. <laughs> That's thing. an oxymoron. Southern Gothic. <laughs> say fucking bubblegum potato. Question number one: All you have to do is identify this description. Betty Davis starred in what 1964 film directed by Robert Aldrich? 
Whatever happened to Baby Jane? <gasps> no. Fuck. If it was Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Charlotte. <clears throat> oh, well. Question number two. Angel Heart was a neo-noir psychological horror film starring Mickey Rourke and Robert De Niro. Who was the missing individual Rourke's character was hired to look for? Lisa Bonet. Hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> no, the gentleman he was looking for was John Liebling, a.k.a. What? Johnny Favorite. What the fuck? Hey, Alex better get questions as hard as this. That's all I, I can know. say. These are, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> all right, question three. Identify the description from this film. This film centers on a young hospice nurse who acquires a job at a Terrebonne Parish plantation home and, and becomes entangled in a supernatural mystery involving the house as former inhabitants and the voodoo rituals and spells that took place there. <laughs> the skeleton key? I don't fucking yes, know. Yes, it is. Oh! Where'd you pull that out of? Woo! Man, alright. I've seen the Holy skeleton key. It's been years, but... Whew. I think you're already gonna win just based on one answer, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You might have fucking... Uh, softball thrown at you. Who knows? I don't know. Okay, that's one point to Dave. So, All right, Alex. These next three questions are yours. Okay. Name the two stars of the original, the original, the Emmanuel Horror. Good God, that's easy. What the fuck? The two stars of the original Emmanuel Horror? The JB and MK. How's that? <laughs> John... Euler and Maria <laughs> Kirschnick. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know it was in the fucking Amityville Horror? Oh my god. Well, for your lack of trying, you are wrong. <sighs> I can't believe you gave him a softball like this. Okay, what is this, smartass? <laughs> James Brolin and, and Margot Margo Kidder. Kidder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JB and MK. <laughs> Not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Alex, your question. What year was the original, the original, what year was the original Poltergeist released? Come on, what the fuck? It's so easy. Oh, 82. You're right. Yeah. One point goes to Alex. <sighs> the guy got one in this round. Yeah, yeah. He got softballs. What the fuck? All right, Alex. All right, this is your next question. Okay. In the uh, category of suburban gothic. <laughs> yeah, whatever the finish fuck. The, yeah, finish this quote from Fatal Attraction. Uh-oh, I might do it. Well, what am I supposed to do? You won't answer my calls. You change your number. I mean, I'm not going to be... Ignore, Dan. Alex has another point. <laughs> yeah! Wow. I'll give you... Pre that was not a softball. I'll give you credit for that. Wow, I can't believe I, can't believe I got the name Dan right. Dan is just fucking on the brain all of a sudden. <laughs> Dan Chase? Yeah, <laughs> Dan Chase himself. I won't be ignored, Dan Chase. Somebody <laughs> all right, Dave, these, these are your next three questions. Shoot. In the, in the category of Japanese horror. Oh, God. Identify the description. 
This film series generally revolved around a curse created in a house. Juan. When, yeah, when a man cons- when the man convinced that his wife is having an affair, murdered her, their son, and his son's cat. Yes, Juan. Juan the Grudge. Juan the Curse. Shall I go on? Talk about the one that is like a weird one. <laughs> they're what's all. The weird, what's the weird one that doesn't count? They're all fucking weird. Oh no, you're thinking of uh, the Ringu series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is that what it is? Rayson, yeah. Juan is right. A point. Yep, you're right. Thank you. Two points to each of you so far. Right, but I only answered three questions, so I'm still in the lead. Yes, he is. I gotta come back here. So go ahead. Yes, Alex, you answered three questions and you got one wrong, so two points to each of you. Yeah. All right, Dave, your next question, still in the same category. Name the original title for the ring. The original title is Ringu, R-A-N-G. It's a joke. Unless Wait, you... why can't I get these questions? These are the easy ones about this. Yep, another question to Dave. All right, Dave. Point. Your final question in this round goes to the 80s horror category. Oh, come on. Oof, come on, baby. It takes all kinds of critters. Start in... <laughs> A whole bunch of questions. Jimmy Curtis starred in this film about Wait, a. Who? I'm sorry, John. Jimmy Lee Curtis. Oh, I'm, okay. They said starred in this film about a college fraternity who played a cruel prank on a shy kid. Name this movie. Terror Train. Four points today. Oh, I needed that. All right. Man, he got all of them right. Whew. Are you gonna give me softballs? Yeah, probably. I need them. I don't know shit about this stuff. All right, Alex. Next three questions, or your last three questions. Name the movie this quote is from. A boy's best she can't to hide. <laughs> There's no place to hide. Oh, oh Friday 13th. <laughs> okay. Point to yeah. ah. There's your softball. <laughs> yep, it sure is. <laughs> All right, Alex, your next question. There's no place to hide. <laughs> Linnea Quigley makes an appearance in what holiday classic? Oh, uh, when she gets the uh, pierced on the horns. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. You got it. Yeah. There you go. You should have got that sooner. We did a fucking commentary. <laughs> we talked about it. You and I and Jamie. All right. Uh, Both of you gentlemen have four points each. Alex, your final question in this round. Right. What does Chud stand for? Cannibalistic human underground dwellers. I'll take that. Oh shit! Is it wrong? Oh, Hugh, wait. Chud, canna, cow, cannibal, cannibalistic. Isn't it cannibalistic? Take Human your number? fucking point. Go on. That's okay. Okay. Thank you. Cannibalistic humanoid underdweller. Oh, oh Under, under, underground dweller. But the judges let it pass. Okay. Thank you. Five points to Alex. Great. Well, five points in total. So five to four. Yep. Yeah. Five to day's four. All right. Go ahead. Fucking king oh. softball over there. <laughs> no, not really. That's sort of... Yeah, you're right. Oh, that was the end of round one. 
right. Now we move on to round two. Each question oh. consists of four points. There's four questions and four points each. Yeah, things get heated up here, boys. This is not, that's too much because he could overtake it easily now. All that shit I just did meant nothing. Oh, yeah. 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 See how interesting it is? Right. Uh, no, right. interesting. I'd like it to be more boring. Yeah. <laughs> four, yeah. yeah, four points each now. Great. All right, rock and roll. And there's a special wheel here that I have to spin. Wait a minute, is this revenge for fucking the whole Johnny Gore segment in uh, in, in in Saw Three when you got turned on the wheel? <laughs> <laughs> that did not feel good, but it was funny. Wow, I can't believe you were that guy in Saw. That's yeah, now, now he's Jigsaw. He's putting us on the fucking wheel. If you remember they pulled your body apart? Did that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Gore, yep. That's when his nickname got started, right? That show. Yeah, it was there, right? Yeah. Saw three. You have a whole history. Four. <laughs> well, that's why we were willing to come to your uh, your dojo. Dojo, yo, 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 yo. Dojo. <laughs> All right. That's a round two. Yes, four points to each question. I have a wheel here, and the wheel consists of the category of. Horror directors. Oh, God. Yeah, your choices are Clive Barker, John Carpenter, George A. Romero, the master himself, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, God. Easy. Rob Zombie, Wes Craven. Oh, that's easy. Toby Hooper, Dario Argento. Yes. And those are it. How many wheels do you have? <laughs> <laughs> and why can't we see them? What the fuck? Are you going to take off these blindfolds or not? It's a dojo, though, but because the Ninja Turtles train here, so we can't exactly look around. <laughs> Are you sure it's not that dojo from fucking Nightmare on Elm Street 4? <laughs> oh, where, where they have no budget and a glove's going to kill them? Yeah, the, the flying glove's going to kill Well, I got news for you. This show has no budget, so it just might happen. <laughs> yeah, I have a glove right there, right on the table. You see I'll give you anything, anything. Remember that shit? <laughs> okay, Alex, since you're in the lead by one point. That's right. This is very close. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, you get to steal in this round. Now, if you're not sure of the question, you always have a choice. Of Do I have a lifeline? Alex, you're you're in the lead, so you'll be spun. What the fuck? That's my balls. Oh, sorry. I pulled your balls? Okay, I'll do it again. Ready? Oh, shit. You landed on Rob Zombie. All right, oh, man. He only has four fucking movies. How can I lose? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Beautiful. Name the song that was played during the Fireflies' last stand in the Devil's Rejects. Oh, it's so easy. Uh, Freebird. Boom. Yes. Yep. Freebird. Right, I am on a freaking roll, man. I don't need any multiple choice. (laughs) All right. Question two. Heidi. A radio DJ is sent a box containing a record. Uh, Lords of Sale. What the fuck? He gets four points for knowing the plot? <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> hey, listen. He might say a, a fucking killer attacks babysitter, so relax, buddy. <laughs> oh. I mean, if you get John Carpenter, I think you're sitting pretty, too. I don't so go- know, man. Okay, so Lords of Salem says four more points. All right, Jonathan. Oh. Yeah, no, yep, four more points. Okay, right. question three, Alex. Yeah, Rob Zombie, this is your category, man. Yeah, man, hey. 
Yeah. Hey, you just released a new album. What's it called, Dave? No, I don't know. Something. It, it's like so complicated, these fucking names of these albums he releases, right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> through like fucking a bunch of words in a hat and fucking drew them out. <laughs> Orgy, fucking devil, cannibal, some <laughs> fucked up shit it's called. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Alex, question three. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what's the name of the fake Grindhouse trailer Zombie Directed? Five seconds. The, the, the werewolf women or something? That sounds random. That's probably not it. Werewolf women of the SS. You got that. Wait. Oh, that's it? Oh, wow. You gave it to him? <laughs> well, that's... Well, I forgot the end time. Well, he did. Well, he did. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't care. I don't well, know. He, did, he did give most of the answers, so yeah. <laughs> most of the answers. Yeah, so werewolf if, women. If he wouldn't have said a Lords of Salem, if he would have said fucking... Lords of Deutschland, you would have fucking given it to him? <laughs> well, well, I mean, no, that is kind of specific. I, all I remember was, like, werewolf women. That's all I remember about it. Okay. I mean, is that... Okay, Dave, I'm going to let it... It's I your discretion. Fuck, I don't give a fuck. Let the, let the listeners decide if it was a fuck. Dude, you got lucky. You said werewolf women. I mean, you could... Okay, listen, I'm going to put a mark here. <laughs> this is a check to say that this might not count. So if I lose, if I win by four points, then we'll call it a tie. Okay, that'll right. make it even for all the banal controversies. Okay. Exactly. All right, all right buddy. That's fair. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. We're making our own rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's his dojo. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Oh, fuck. Okay, Alice, you got like 17 points here. Yeah. 17 to Dave's four. Yeah, but he didn't go yet in this next big round. So. Yep. Okay, uh, and your last question in this category. What's the name of the song from the opening credits of Bride of Chucky? Um, Bride of Chucky? Living Dead Girl? Boom. That's it? That's fucking it. Wow, yeah. Yep, that's it. Wow, yes, baby. I scored all 16 points. Nice. All right, Dave. All right, all right. And here's your spin. One, two, three. Come on, Argeno. That's what you're hoping for? Yeah, that's what I'm fucking hoping for, of course. (laughs) Has he been listening in the last three years? (laughs) I know. Oh, fuck. I know. What the hell? Jonathan, you in a coma? (laughs) Yeah. What else would this guy want? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I am in a coma. <laughs> You're gonna be in a coma in a minute. You don't fucking hurry up. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Dave, you just landed on John Carpenter. You might as well stay with John Carpenter because all that big news about he's gonna do the new Halloween movie. You're right. Mm. Good luck, guys. You'll see. You won't see another Halloween movie till 2020 something. But go ahead, don't listen to me. I said it the last time, didn't I? I said it last October, and I was right. Yeah, I'm not excited about that news either. We'll see I'm it. Always I'll, right. I'll believe it when I see it, right? Exactly. Oh, man, Alex, man, where you throw your rats? I say. I, I am always right. Did I not say that? Did I not say that on Banana Laser? And I was right. When that shit was canceled, nobody came to me and said, hey, you know what, man? You were right about all that. I said it. I'm on your oh, side you now, remember? <laughs> okay, guys. I'll give you that. Okay, give me my four questions. John Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter. 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 master himself. Okay, here we go. What's the name of the film starring Rowdy Roddy Piper? Come on. Uh, they Live. 
What was he, a retard? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> He's a fucking wrestling aficionado. You're going to ask him that question? <laughs> Any asshole knows that question. <laughs> hey, hey, he chose I'm, Carpenter. He that's to... true. I did stick with Carpenter. Right. All right. Okay. Question two. What's the name of Christopher Reeves' last film before his accident? Ooh, that's hard to figure. Oh, it must be one of the Carpenter movies. Uh, v- Village of the Damned. There you go. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that was the only Carpenter one, so. You knew he was in that? Yeah, in Kirstie Alley. They were the Village of the Damned couple. Yep. Hmm. All right. That was the last time he walked on film? Wow. Last time he ever walked, period. Yeah. Period. Oh, like, he, got, he got injured on the set of Village of the Damned. <laughs> <laughs> they had they were horseback riding. Walk <laughs> period. <laughs> All right, Dave. Question three. Him and Kirstie Alley were fucking on a horse. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Actually, actually, actually third question is actually third is not a question. You have to identify this quote. Oh boy. Here we go. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth shakes and. Uh, when the earthquakes and the poison arrows follow through, <laughs> fall from the sky, and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks at that big old storm right square in the eye and says, Give me your best shot, pal. I That's can take it. Big trouble in Little China. God damn uh-huh. it. Son of a bitch. Hey, man, Jack Burton. That's the man right there. Yeah, I only saw that movie for the first time last year, too. Your last questionnaire in John Carpenter category. What anniversary were the were they celebrating in the fog? Oh man, what was it? Um Oh, when the oh. I don't quite understand the question. What Yeah, don't you remember the plot? Right. The I, anniversary of Yeah, they were they were celebrating the anniversary of what? Yeah, when the fucking uh, when the the shit crashed, the fucking uh... five seconds, Dave. Yeah, the anniversary of uh, Antonio Bay, the fucking crash, the, the those people, the fucking yeah, yeah the uh, the pirates that were going back for the fucking gold. Thumbs up. Yeah. yeah, he's right. Wow. Right. Well, Al Zika to uh, steal. Well, what do you mean? Are you saying he's wrong? Well, he did. He did. He didn't really answer the question. You didn't answer the question. I didn't answer the question. No, you just said the anniversary of the town crashed, but no. Wasn't it when those guys, like, 100th anniversary when they got the gold or something? Yeah, you go, town centennial. Yeah, maybe we're not saying it right, but I mean, it's like the 100th anniversary of when those guys, uh... Yeah, 100th anniversary, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what year? Okay, well, I didn't understand. Oh, well, I think Dave is still... Well, is he still right, though? I mean, I think he's still right. I didn't understand the fucking... I didn't know you were asking what year. What was it? I, but I, it was I, still about when they when those guys, the pirates, came for the gold, yeah, right? Yeah, they were yeah, celebrating the 100th year of um, yeah, of the, uh, the the pirates and the gold and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he could have that point. I said all that. You want, Except you, I didn't you, say the, the, how many years, but you said what was the how did you phrase? Yeah, he question? said what was what was it about? What were they celebrating? He didn't say what year anniversary it was. Or... Yeah, the question. Yeah, the question was yeah, what anniversary were they celebrating? Okay, what what does it say on your paper? I said the event. What anniversary were they celebrating? 
Yeah, what is the answer on your paper? The answer on my paper is Town Centennial. Uh, well, none of us got that right, so you can either give him four or zero. I mean, okay, both of you got zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you got... Start, start getting confusing to me too. I'm fucked. Uh, <laughs> okay. Got, no, Dave, you got 16 points, and I got 21 points. So you're only five below. Now, Jonathan, now we're in round three. How many points is each uh, question in round three? Can J- Dave still come back? Yes, this, yeah, Dave still have he still have a chance. Yeah, he still have a chance. Right, how many points are there? How many points are these questions? Three categories. Okay. And three questions to each category. Worth what? So nine now questions. The first, yeah, the first question is worth just one point. Oh, that's not good. He can't win like that. No. The They're second not- question is worth three points. Okay. And the third question is worth five big ones. Got it. I understand. Okay, so we're getting nine questions. It goes one, three, five, one, three, five, one, three, five each for point values. Okay, it's still, it, okay. It, it, it's a good fight. All right, let's see. Yep, it's a good fight. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, the score is 21 to 16. Dave is down by five points, but that doesn't mean shit because Jonathan has nine more questions for each of us. And the first one's worth, I mean, the first one, the first category, I guess, is worth all one points. The second category is all worth three points. The third category is all worth five points. No, the first question. <laughs> first, well, then, so there isn't nine. Yeah, there's, the first question is one point. Second question, three points. Third question, five big ones. So that means there's not nine. There's only three questions for each of us. Yeah. Oh, it's just worth five. Oh, I thought you said there was three categories and there was yeah. three questions each. Yeah, three no. different categories. Three questions. Three oh, different questions in each right. category. Oh, mercy. Yo, 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 yo. And we are now in round three. Like I said, Dave has 16 points. I have 21 points. Round three consists of three different categories. Uh, And guys, if you're playing at home, I hope you're beating both of us. I hope you kept track. Hopefully you're just sitting around uh, in your boxers and a t-shirt and black socks. And you're just listening to this with a piece of paper and pen in front of you. Hopefully, I, hopefully, I, hopefully you guys kept up with my dribbling voice. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you didn't like like uh, just zone out when Jonathan was talking. Don't worry, he's he's doing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's doing an, he's an amazing job. We're so happy to be in his dojo. 
This is actually, Jonathan, I'm going to tell you, this is a, you did a great job. I was actually wondering where this was going to go, and you are doing really well. So uh, I'm very excited to see who wins because it's not over yet. So, Dave, you are in round three. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Okay. Round three. Here we go. Now, what's the first category? Your category is vampire films. Oh, fuck. What was the name of the first Hammer film in 1958? You're not going to get it right if you really don't know it because it's not simply called Dracula. It's not? No. <laughs> oh, uh, Dracula... Five seconds. Horror, horror of Dracula, right? Whoa! Mm, mm, yes mm, or no? Mm, mm, no. Yeah. No? Close. House of Dracula. What? I thought the first one's called Horror of Dracula. Are you sure, Jonathan? What the fuck? Are you serious? I'm sure. Pull out your IMDBs. I don't trust this shit. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to type in Horror of Dracula in IMDb. Hold on, let's see. No, Jonathan, it is... I I know that it's 1958 is Horror of Dracula. 1958, Horror of Dracula. I was yeah, right. it is. Well, let's see one houses. Is it the same year? It couldn't have been. It wasn't even a... Not from Hammer. No, house, yeah, House wasn't a Hammer. Right. House of Dracula is a universal... An old one, right. <laughs> see this fucking guy. Jonathan, what <laughs> The house what is 1845, the... dude. Give me my point for horror of Dracula. <laughs> okay, you got it. <laughs> what the I fuck, fuck are you doing? I have fucking point over here. Let's, I think we should review this whole game. I know. Holy fuck. Holy shit. You, I mean, you want me to lose. He's totally fucking. <laughs> he totally House of Dracula. He was going to give a fucking thing to Alex before for saying bicentennial celebration. Or, <laughs> he didn't say anything close I, I didn't even say that. Alex. <laughs> Point it out. See, I'm telling you. Every quiz master loves you. I'm, it's a fact. Everyone loves Alex. I'm lovable, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, man. War of Dracula. On to the next okay, one. you got that right. Good. One point. One tiny point. Yeah, just, I know all that for a fucking point. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like I just went to the fucking doctor's office. Like, I knew that answer. This guy's telling me it's House of Dracula. House. All right, go ahead. What's what's for three points, Jonathan? What's his next? We're gonna start googling every fucking. That's what happens when you do late night research. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who's not asleep? A lot of. Think you too many bourbon. Craziness. Where's the bourbon, bitch? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question two. Fire away. Okay. Second question is worth three points. Here we go. In Underworld, what was Celine's occupation? You know, you know, what was she called? Every fucking question is about vampires? The category is vampire films, yeah. Yeah, the rules is right here. Three categories, three questions to each competitor. In Underworld, what was Celine's occupation? You know, what did she go by? It wasn't really an occupation. She gave herself a fucking title. She called herself an adventurer. It wasn't an occupation. It was something she called herself, and she said that she used to be a fucking death dealer. There you go. Three points. Damn it. It's one of those? Okay. You yeah, you said, you said death dealer. Mm. All right, guys. Dave is now at 20 points, and I'm at 21. So this is big. He has to get this 
to have any chance to win. Yeah, fucking vampires. Good luck. A five-point vampire question, I'm done for. Maybe we'll get an easy Bella Lugosi one that we did a review on. Yeah, okay. Bella Lugosi. All right. Watch, the, watch him be the next answer to the question. Gave it to you. If it's let the right one in or fucking from dusk till dawn, I got a, I got a, a good shot. But if not, mm, maybe we'll see. Let's hope it is. So this game's interesting. It won't be. It'll be fucking some. Go ahead, Jonathan. Let's see. <laughs> I tell you, man. I tell you. When I was writing this shit down, I was thinking about from dusk till dawn. Unfortunately, I did not stick it in here. Ooh, that's gonna leave a mark. Your five point question is: What was the name of the? 1998 horror western starring James Woods. I think it's just called Vampires. Is that John Carpenter movie? I'll take it. I'll take it. That, what? Okay. Is it John Carpenter's Vampires? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he keep getting John Carpenter? <laughs> oh my god. That's the so old- Dave is now up by four points. I have to get the next. Oh no. Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna have fucking Friday the Thirteenth as your candidate. Yeah. Some fucking. Okay, who said? <laughs> okay, Alex. It's gonna be a softball for sure. I had the hard one. <laughs> All right, Alex. Here, here you go, man. All you gotta do is pick a number between one and two. Great. Well, since this game is turning to shit, I'll pick number two. <laughs> Holy Jesus! Werewolves. Is it good or bad, <laughs> Alex? Man. You got it. You got Universal Horror. Yeah, asshole. What a surprise! I'll never lose, guys. Just so you know, before I even do this, I'll never lose. Go ahead. Yeah, turn it off. (laughs) Wow. Thank God, I've been watching this my whole life. Go ahead, bro. I wish I had a championship belt for you. This couldn't be easier. Oh man. Wait, wait. Let me fall asleep. So I guess I did this in my sleep. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Question number one. Oh, I can't believe you said two. <laughs> nah. What was the other way? Just out of curiosity, what was number one? 90s horror. Mm, oh, good. I would have lost. All right, perfect. <laughs> yep. I'm going to throw... You know, you know, yeah, you know at, the, at, the, at the end of this, I'm going to throw out the questions for 90s horror anyway. So, you know, see yeah, see if you could... Um, any of you could have got that one. We'll just see who gets it first. Yeah. Lose yelling out. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, all right, Alex, here you go. Man, this is your fighting chance. Fighting chance, go ahead. Okay, number one. Name the actors from 1939, from the 1939 classic Tower of London. I mean, it's Karloff, Vincent Price is in it. I mean, how many people do you want to know? Because, like, uh, the guy from Son of Frankenstein's in it, uh, Basil Rathbone or whatever his name is. But there's like, I mean, that's the only three guys okay, I really okay, remember. Okay, okay. I only have spots for two answers, and you just gave two answers, so you get the first point. You said yeah. you said Boris Karloff and Vincent Price, so you got that one point. Yeah, they're 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 all in it because they're all like pretty. It was a big movie to have them all in. All right, one point to Alex. Okay, here's your three point question, and it's a description. So, just name the movie. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sovic transplants the brain of a gangster into his professor's, his professor friend's body to save his life. But there is a side effect that causes a dangerous split personality. 
What's the name? What's the name of the movie? Uh, Ghost of Frankenstein. Or... Nope. Oh, I don't know. Black Friday. Dude, you're not picking the normal Universal movie. Hey, has anything about this fucking game been normal? (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) So now I have to get the goddamn last one right, otherwise I lose. I feel good because I have consolation already. Because you said if you win by four points or less, it's more or less a tie. In our our minds. Well, I'll win by six if I get this. Okay, well, there you go. So I'll I'll actually clearly win. Yes, you will. You'll you'll be clear. Fear and clear. Okay, Alex, your five-point question. Can you ask me who played Frankenstein and Frankenstein meets a wolf? Softballer. (laughs) (laughs) Probably you will. All right, let's come down. Oh, oh, boy. He's asking all the fucking obscure Universal movies. Yeah. I got vampires. What do I know about fucking vampires? Dude, this is a challenge. All right. All right, let's see who's the Zen master. We got drama. (laughs) Your final question, Alex. All you have to do is identify this quote. Skeletons don't bleed. Oh, wasn't it like a night monster or something? No? Um, how many choices do I get? (laughs) (laughs) Um, time's up. (laughs) Unbelievable. Dude, this is like the most obscure questions ever. I can't believe I lost because of this. You don't know fucking, uh,. Skeletons don't bleed? No. Oh, God. <laughs> well, what is it? What's the answer? Skeletons don't bleed? It's fucking, uh, uh what do you call it? You know it? Darkest Dungeon. No, I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? It was so late at night, I forgot to put on the fucking answer. I'm so ashamed of myself here. <laughs> What? You don't even know if I'm right? I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, man. I botched that whole thing. Get the fuck out of here, dude. How can you ask that without knowing if I'm right? I finally get a fucking victory. <laughs> it was sitting here. I didn't even put the answer. I... <laughs> Sir, you are an asshole. I can't believe we let you run this show. Wait a minute. <laughs> Alex answered the fucking question with, uh, what was the answer? Night Monster. Okay, now, do you know anything about fucking Night Monster, Jonathan? <laughs> Could it have been Night Monster? Have you ever heard of that movie? Did you watch it? How'd you get your questions? <laughs> yeah, it's all from Google. <laughs> Wait, how could you... F- Un-fucking-believable. So we don't know the winner of this game. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you played at home. <laughs> It, it, it's actually better off leaving this ambiguous because it's it's so perfect for this fucked up show. Oh my god! Hold on. We love you. Thank you so much. We're so happy to hop into Jonathan's dun, dungeon. Yung, yo yo. Wait, what the fuck is a dojo? He did an ac- he did an excellent job. I mean, he really knew how to end this game, and um, oh it was all worth it. Yeah, it's like The Sopranos. You you guys don't realize that Tony died. Well, guess what? We don't realize who won this game either. So, so it's it's the perfect ending. It's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. Check it out. Yeah, perfect cliffhanger. You make you make your own end- ending. Oh, oh. <laughs> you make your own ending. This is the worst botch in history. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> we don't even know who won. Wait a minute. Hold on. Anyone listening, if they know if skeletons don't bleed, is from fucking what's it called? Night Watcher? What'd you call it? <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, 
Night Ranger? What the hell? Demon Knight. Demon, Demon Knight. Anyone that... Night Monster. Night Monster. Night Monster. <laughs> That's the only movie that I can think of. I feel like I've heard. I've, I, 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 I'm hearing the words in my head. I just feel like it's from there, but I don't know. But either way, it's still, like, obscure. Thank God I watched it. But, yeah, it's just ridiculous. He didn't ask anything from the real Universal stuff. It's fine. Jonathan... Thank you so much. <laughs> and any parting words to the Skeleton Nation? Jonathan, is there anything you want to say to us? To the to Skeleton Nation? Well, since... No, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yo, 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 yo. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? What? You're right. <laughs> Am I right? Oh Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? So that I won. Yes, I was one. Oh, God, thank you. Can you imagine if I boasted I'd guarantee win after you said Universal and I lost? And I still got one wrong. <sighs> Dave, you did an amazing job. I don't even know. I, I think it was the luck of the draw. I pulled that. Uh, who are you? Uh, I'm Darth Nihilus. <laughs> do you still live at home with your mother? No, do you? No, I don't. Oh, good, good. Do you you kind of sound like you do. Really? Yeah. Do you feel gay for being so into Star Wars? Uh, no, do you? I'm not into Star Wars. Oh, that's too bad, then. Not really. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't dress up like that, dude. Yeah, well, too bad. Is it? Yeah. Have you ever picked up a chick by talking to her about Star Wars? Uh, no. No? Have uh, you? Have I? Yeah. Don't talk about it, dude. Okay. All right. You seem to be talking about it a lot today. Well, I'm asking people like you who oh, are freaky looking. I see. Yeah. Why are you getting so offended, man? I'm not. When you act like an asshole, when people treat you like yeah. that, don't be surprised. Hey, what else you got to say to me? <laughs> You're an asshole for fucking dressing like that. Darth Nihilus. Darth Nihilus. Yes. Okay, is Darth home? Uh, I am Darth Nihilus. I'm sorry? Darth Nihilus. Exactly. Are they available? Yes. Okay, this is I'm calling you from University. Oh, good. I received a form that you submitted about trying to get yourself a bachelor's degree in management. Yes. Okay, that's something that you are interested in? Yeah. Okay, so where do you work right now? I don't know. You don't know? Uh, no, do you? No, well, if you don't know where you work, I don't think you want to attend school. Oh, that's too bad, then. Oh, you have a degree? No, do you? Oh, of course. That's why I'm calling you, to let you get one. Oh, good. Do you have one? No. You don't have one? No, do you? I sure don't, but hey, Dart, if you're not interested in school, that's, that's quite all right, okay? When you act like an asshole, don't be surprised. Oh, of course not. Do you want to go to school? No, do you? It sounds like you may need a degree, so I, want, I definitely want to help you out. You seem to be talking about it a lot today. Oh, of course. Because if you want a degree, that's what I'm here for. Oh, good. Yeah, but I don't want to waste anyone's time, you know. I know your time is precious, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. So your time is precious, so let's talk. Clearly. Is this for you? Yes. Uh, I am Darth Nihilus. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Nihilus. Would you like to get into school? No, do you? Are you interested in getting yourself a bachelor's in management? Uh, no, do you? Are you interested in attending school? No, do you? All right, guys. So, so much has been in the horror news circuit lately. You know, 
there have been the the most absurd stories on on the planet have come out now, and they're all revolving around Friday the Thirteenth and uh, Halloween. Yeah, because they realize nobody seems to care about any of these new. And Dave is a big fan, but unfortunately, generally, nobody cares about these new indie horror movies that are not attached to anything we are not familiar with. So uh, all these websites are probably feeling the brunt of that whole feeling of society. So they are really clinging to these big franchises that, unfortunately for the world, studios don't give a fuck about. So... Friday the 13th, Halloween, they're probably the two biggest horror franchises on the planet. And uh, so now it's a flood of, of stories. Now the first one I just would like to talk about really quick. And by the way, oh my God, Dave, what was it? I'm so glad we got out of that dojo, yo, yo, yo. I mean, Jesus Christ. Never again. Yeah. Never again. This guy is unbelievable. Okay. But anyway, yeah, we're never going back there. But we just want to say we're back in the dungeon. We're Dan and Jamie. We believe, you wouldn't believe what we walked in on when we got back here. But I'm, I'm not even gonna get into it. Jamie's married, but that was a very tight hug I saw. <laughs> you almost became one. <laughs> Two become one. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the first bizarre story I saw, and this is not including my this rant at all the craziest thing you probably never realized about friday the 13th part two okay so in 2016 all these horror websites they all think holy shit we struck gold we're gonna drop some science on something that nobody that nobody knows about Dropping science like Galileo dropped an orange. Galileo, <laughs> Galileo. Did you ever realize that in Jason's shack in Friday the 13th Part 2 that there was a corpse there with an ice pick sticking out of its skull? Do you guys believe it? We realized that was Alice from the beginning of the movie. The, when Paul said it was five years ago, that means that her rotting body has been there for five years, and that's her with the ice pick sticking out of her head, just like we all saw her get in her head in the beginning of the movie. Who didn't know that? So, wait, so, so they fucking listened to a skeleton crew episode. Well, I don't know. I don't, real quick, Dave, did you know that? Of course. We talked about it on And everybody on- knew it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dave misses a lot of things. <laughs> oh, Rick and Dave's over there going, I just thought that was where he liked to keep his ice pick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the head he likes. She has a good skull for it. It really grips the, the pick. I, I can't. I can't. No. I, mean, <laughs> I just can't let that gas thing go. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that hole is where he siphons the gasoline into. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, like, like, who doesn't know that? Like, yeah, like Dan said, would you listen to the skeleton crew finally, you fucking retards? So, 
So they didn't know that. The whole horror world didn't know that information. Okay, but that's just secondary. That is actually something I just stumbled upon again when I was re when I was going through all these stories that have been popping up, and um, they're ridiculous. But I would like to hear you guys your guys thoughts on this stuff. We're gonna talk about Ginny P and Rat P next. It's gonna be on the yeah. fucking all over the place. Oh, clearly <laughs> so. it was Rat P because Rat. Even rap, he wouldn't soak through. It, it soaks into the jeans. It wouldn't. Uh, never mind. Well, okay. I feel like before anything, though, Alex, a lot of those websites, um, a lot of them are kind of based on like, um, you know, oh, like our credibility or like, you know, you you guys are really horror fans, and like it's kind of like a poser mentality. But like for the people that don't follow this shit like we do, they look at that, and you know, it's kind of like that bridge. You know what I mean? Like it's that bridge from like somebody that knows shit about the franchise and that's willing to to give it away or like you know bring <laughs> bring it to light to the people that don't give a fuck initially dude i, I think the i think they're losing credibility at this point no and, but that's exactly but you're right though see that's the whole point it's bringing in these people that 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 can say that because they know that now but like right. They never thought about that on their own. They don't really care. So you get all these fucking posers and you get all this, like, you know, uncredible people to where it's just like, you know, it, it's it, it's it's overcrowding at this point. And you get all these fucking dummies. And then uh, all they had to do was go listen to uh, episode two of uh, The Skeleton. <laughs> well, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, wow. You did the right episode, actually. Um, it's funny. It what What that's called, Dan... When we were talking to Dan earlier, he said it's clickbait. It's, they're baiting you in with these, oh, everybody loves this, so we're just going to do a story on this. It doesn't have to be true. It'll never have to come true. Right. That's no credibility. It has to be attached in any way. Okay, so here's the biggest one. Breaking news. John Carpenter is going to be involved in the next Halloween movie with Bloomhouse. All right, so basically, um, well, no, man, but, like, uh, so the last guy that was supposed to do um, the right. movie. Yeah, so. The, uh, the Saw guy. Yeah. Bowsman? <laughs> Uh, the, the guy who wrote all the Saw movies no. was supposed to do the next so, goddamn movie. Yeah, so I had extensive conversations with Marcus Dunson. He's a really nice guy. He was sending me pictures of all this location scouting he was doing, guys. And it was all like Halloween 3 kind of stuff. He's like, yo, we want this for the factory. We're going to add this in. It's not going to really be part of the storyline, but isn't that a cool fucking thing? So this guy's like clearly a fan. They were on track. But this is the po whole point with uh, with what you were just saying about clickbait too. It's not necessarily clickbait, but a lot of it just is running with stories that that shouldn't be running because a lot of them don't go anywhere. And and unfortunately, like with, with the Mar uh, Marcus Dunson situation and Patrick Melton was his writing partner. Um, they've done a lot of the Saw movies. They did the Feast movies. Um, very talented guys too they were writing the last halloween and it just fell apart i don't know why man it just happens so much so right but should we be hearing about okay maybe it's not clickbait but maybe maybe they shouldn't be public yet that dude you're right but 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 you're right though a lot of it is clickbait but a lot of it is that too and a lot of those just mix and they just throw in a bunch of bullshit but i gotta say this that there was like an interview with Carpenter and Jason Bloom and the whole company 
and they're going forth with Carpenter. Now, uh, somebody brought this up as well to where, well, John Carpenter was involved with the Fog remake as well. Yeah, and look where that went. So, but, so yeah, there's that, that in the back of my head, but at the same time, you guys, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm personally, like, pumped about it because at least now, at least now, you know, they said, they said basically that the sequel is going to be, you know, like a sequel, but it's... <sighs> It's going to be a vague sequel. It's probably... No, I, I, I pretty much know. It's not going to address any of the other sequels or whatever. It's just going to be Michael Myers. It's going to be John Carpenter. And that's really all that's going to matter. I really think that the timeline, the lineage, what sequels they're, they're willing to uh, incorporate... I think all of that is going to fall by the wayside. And it's going to go back... To the basics and it's and and we'll see man i mean if carpenter's involved i'm really interested to see where they go with it but like I, i'm more interested than ever to be honest with you like dude carpenter puts his name on it dude sign me up i am there do, do not see carpenter having creative disputes and he it bows out of the project do you not see this headline coming up i yeah i don't know i don't see i don't ever since i read this whole thing i don't really see anything happening with it it's like um or coming to fruition right i i think it sounds good at the time to be like yeah i want to be involved and then um you know i don't know there's so much time right. so much time has passed I, and i don't think you can capture that again i mean think so many things are different I mean, I just mean the way the world is, the way new moviegoers are, the way movies are made. I mean, things are just how people watch. To try to go back to the, the freshness it was and how it did. Oh right, I mean you can't you can't capture that shit again. I mean you can't. I mean I think what people and when people when fans read something like that and they get excited about it, it's because I think they're in somewhere in the back of their mind they're expecting it to be Halloween all over again. Exactly. And it's it, not. Even if he even if he is involved, it will never be what it was then. It it's not gonna happen. Even if he writes it and directs it and scores it, it's not gonna be anywhere near Halloween. I don't I'm sorry to give everybody a wake up call, but hello you know, this guy had fire, he had drive, he had motivation, and he was creative, and that shit was new, man. All things that, by the way, John Carpenter doesn't really seem to have anymore. I mean, I think he's pretty right, much, right, he right. has, he is out of fucks to give at this point. Exactly. Let's not forget to get Ghost of Mars. Yeah, go, dude, he did lore, a soul to take or something. The war. Like, Wait, oh, that was Wes Craven. But. Oh, that was Wes Craven, oh shit, sorry. The Lord was Carpenter. Yeah. My soul, or, my soul was Carpenter. Okay, yeah, yeah. My soul was Carpenter. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, so, see, both of them had no fucks to give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, let's just say if, it's, if Wes Craven did a new Freddy movie uh, last year, you know, or right before he died, it wouldn't be as good as Freddy One or Three or Seven. Guess what he did do. His last thing that he'll be known for is that he was on the Scream TV show. Which, yeah. yeah. Which, no, some people liked it, some people didn't like it. I actually I liked, liked it, it didn't love it, but but I don't think he really had much to do with it. It's just no. a fucking... Dude, no, so he had nothing to do with it, Dave. You're right, and it's all named. Now, I think with Carpenter, listen, I think with this sequel, I really do think that hopefully, God, I hope so, guys. I hopefully that he gives his input and they go in a direction where they did say... 
it's going to be something fresh and new and it's going to be you know it's going to it's going to mirror the the original but it's going to be something new and i think he's on as producer obviously and he is signed on to score the movie which i'm sorry that's fine that that dude that gives me a boner yeah that's all i want all the score the score would be phenomenal right that's it So okay, so but with that, so though, I'm happy with it. I, but the movie wouldn't be good. No, but, I don't know if it might, Alex, might be good. It might be shit. Who knows? Guys, listen. Here's where I'm at with this, and yeah. I agree with you guys, dude. I am so skeptical as well. At the same time, you guys, you know what? John Carpenter is involved with a new Halloween movie. I'm at the very least optimistic because of what we've gotten before and where it ended with Rob Zombie. Think about it, dude. Carpenter's picking it up next. I mean, you could put any director in there, and everybody would be like, "Oh, you know, I'm excited or whatever." Just to have his name attached, dude. Who? No, I know. It's every fanboy's dream. Who knows? It could be. It could be horrible, though. You're right, though. You guys are so right. It could. It probably. It'll be a huge letdown. But here's the thing. So, what, does this mean that we are abandoning Rob Zombie? And now, here's the thing, though. Here's the difference between. But here's the difference. We're not going to continue with Halloween Nine, and what they did in Texas Chainsaw was they made it a uh, an in between episode between one and two, I suppose, is what they did in that mm-hmm. weird Texas Chainsaw movie. So basically, I think this is exactly what they're doing with this. It'll probably be after part two. However, it's not going to strongly reference. Too. It's not going to mention Michael in the hospital or Lori or Loomis. It'll just sort of be in the same vein. Yeah. But I don't think. And it, but guys, I love Halloween one and two. I love it. It's my favorite shit in the world. Right. But I don't think. And I hope he does. But I don't think Carpenter can recapture that, even if he tried. I don't think he's going to give the effort to try. I don't think people want to see that either. You know, I, I think it's a great thing in the world. I don't think what worked in 78 would work today, to be honest. Oh, well, yeah, we used to freshen it up, but yeah. Well, that's the thing is it, it won't, but there, I think that people are thinking that it will. Like, people are, that's what they're picturing. That's what they're hoping for. And you can't, you can't do that. I mean, it, you, it's not, it wouldn't work. Even if he made exactly the same, like, even if he took that script and completely made the same movie today, it wouldn't work. Dude, this is H two O. That's what I'm trying to say. This is H two O version two point oh. That's exactly what you think. So, see, Dave, Dave, that's what they want it to be. That's what they want us to think. How's that? You know, yeah, it's gonna sink or swim. I don't know, but that's it's not. It's not her coming back this time. This time, it's him. Dude, I need to say this though because I feel like this is a huge component in this whole element and I'm not saying you guys are overlooking it but please look at it this way, okay? In this day and age now, I just came from seeing X-Men Apocalypse, right? There's a new Leatherface movie coming out. There's so many examples where all these series are getting retconned they're they're starting wherever the fuck they want to they're disregarding certain sequels you can't get wrapped up in well is it going to be following part one and two because people like you and me do do like we're on oh i don't care about that i I was just trying to give my interpretation where it might land but no i don't care yeah, I don't care. I understand. I just, I truly think, though, that that's going to be the basis of this movie to where it's going to kind of stand on its own. It's not going to attach itself to anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think he's, he's going to pick up from two, but I think 
it'll be very loose and very vague. You know what I mean? But I think it's going to be in the same tone. But I think Dave's right. I think it might be like it. Because think about it. The only thing wrong, I know a lot of people hate H2O, but the, the truth of the matter is the only thing really wrong with that movie was um, the look of Michael, honestly. I mean, is there really anything else? I mean, I know he was taken out of Haddonfield. And do you know why like he looked the way he did in that movie? I just watched an interview with Rob Zombie where he explained it. Why? Why would he know about it? Um, because, what? Why would Rob Zombie know? Oh, you're talking about the Carpenter Halloween, too. H2O, he's talking about. No, I'm talking about oh, H2O. Oh, H2O. Okay, just kidding. I thought you were saying H2, as in, like, Ah, uh, see? Zombie. That's what you get for making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> just now. So they took him out of Haddonfield. He looked like shit, and there was the wrong guy in the bodysuit altogether, that Chris, whatever, or whatever his, I don't even know his name. And um, I don't know. I don't think there's anything else wrong with H2O. I think it was really well done. I love H2O, man. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> so so I don't even care if it's, if it's exactly... To me, H2O was a modernized Halloween, honestly. But there's those weird things that are wrong with it, you know? Like, it's just not perfect because of really what Michael looks like. And, and I was actually okay that they took him out of Haddonfield. Believe it or not, that whole um, Sunnydale or wherever they were. It was great, man. It was, it was a little fortress. Like, they were gated in. And, 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 dude, I'm sorry, but, like, they had so much greatness in, in H2O, man. They had the nurse from the first uh, two movies. They had her die in the beginning. They had, uh, dude, they had fucking uh, Jason Gordon-Levitt in that movie, which is awesome. No, but yeah, the callbacks were great. That was the one thing they did right in H2O. And that's why this is going to be version 2.0. They're going to do a similar thing. They're going to have callbacks. and all that. I can see them doing that totally. Yo, you know, where, you know where H2O really had me? Because first of all, that, that first scene was so good with the nurse. And like, I didn't even remember the nurse until halfway through, um, you know, and they started talking about it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the nurse from the first movie or whatever. But you know what really got me was the little tongue in cheek saying, Michael Myers yeah right and then the fucking credits come in like fucking boom dimension films dude oh yeah well that was tommy doyle who said that right exactly dude right and that's what i'm saying it was just perfect man it was like oh dude this is awesome it's got a certain charm to it and you know obviously you guys know like dave said as far as my assessment on h2o it's it's because it's fucking it's it's screen you know <laughs> it's it's in the screen <laughs> yeah hollow screen, hollow screen. Oh, is that what you called it oh nice yep. see yeah so you get it <laughs> yeah but no he's right though because i love all those movies but hey i just want to interject a quick story real quick before uh before since we're on 90s movies real quick now you guys know our buddy alex aronson right he yeah. just wrote an article he's doing big things by the way congratulations that dude just graduated yeah he uh, he, he was actually on alex aronson has the stuff so he he was on the stuff show that's right. Wow, 25 episodes later. Oh, wow. It all comes back. Dan is here on the show. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Do you? Dan's infamous show. Yeah. Isn't that weird that it's 25 shows later since you were last on the show? That's weird, dude. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Fuck. So, yeah, so I, I was talking to him today, and he wrote an article, and there was news on um, the remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Do you guys remember this? It was like two years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's already been written by what's-his-name? Flanagan, by the Flanagan, way. Flanagan, dude. Oh, who, right. What did he write, Dave? <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so he wrote not fucking Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth, but yeah, no, he was um, he w- he was writing the new movie, and uh, he's not going to direct it, but he did write it. It's supposedly completely different from the '90s movie as well. It has no fisherman. It's a completely different take. It's it's a big it's a book movie. That's uh-huh. why it's a book adaptation, Dan. I I read the book, man. You did. Well, there you go. The, I guess there was no fisherman in the book as well. There, there wasn't, dude. Yeah. Wow. yeah. How did you know that, dude? No, he was a deer hunter. In that I listened one. to him. I interviewed with him the other day. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there you go, um, shock waves. So, yeah. and I even think that they go beyond the book and and they really expand on it. So, anyways, I, I just want to I just want to throw that in because um there was there hasn't been movement on that in a couple of years and Alex just got the scoop on that and and he was dropping a little bit of knowledge and and like you said yeah man Flanagan uh, wrote it not gonna direct it but he wrote it and uh, and Flanagan's killing it right now man I mean I know you guys I heard uh, Jamie or all you guys actually uh, you guys were talking about Hush the other day uh, I know it was definitely you Jamie I forget what show it was I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't say nothing about it. Um, I we talked about it on evil episodes. Uh, I think that the, the three of us brought it up on ABC's because uh, we were talking about it was evil episodes. Uh, okay. Oh uh, yeah, we are this household right here. Huge Flanagan fans, of course. Straight, He's straight back to Oculus. I mean, not Oculus. Straight back Absentia. to Absentia, Absentia then on to Oculus, then on to Hush. I will let this dude do whatever he wants. Yeah, and Ouija as much too. as I think Ouija 2 sounds like a retarded idea and happened in the beginning, knowing he's attached to it makes me happy. It'll be good. Ouija 2 supposedly has nothing to do or very little to do with one. They basically gave him, uh, you know, control. So do what you want. Just put one little thing in here that ties it and that's it. But the movie is just, it's completely fucking his. Hey, so you guys I have I hope. this Conjuring 2 at all coming up? No? Next week. Yeah. Right? Okay. No, I just didn't know if you guys were excited about it, dude. I, I am so about what? Conjuring two. Oh, oh yeah. I have a feeling it's gonna. Flop. I am. I am. I think it's gonna flop. Really? Sorry. It's my well, prediction. Yes, I ha- I haven't watched trailer. I'll be there opening day. I'll be there opening day too, but I I have a feeling I'm gonna be let down. Yeah. Usually I'm right when I. I, I don't know, Dave. I, I heard James Wan was really proud of it, dude, and he was really talking it up like he. He's very proud of of uh, of the sequel, man. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I'll, well, if he's involved, I'll watch it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The same way Carpenter is involved in the fucking new Halloween. Back to that. But I want to see. But when is when is, when is the Conjuring series going to get to AMD? That's what I want to know. It was supposed to, but they skipped it. Right. Yeah, they skipped. Maybe it was supposed to be the second. Wait, one. Wait, in the timeline they skipped it. You mean? Or, or remember how the Conjuring one ended? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, man, they're just gonna skip that shit. Unless this is no gonna be a fool. I don't know. That they better bring it back, dude, because well, I people think are tired. Of you. Oh, yo, 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 this is a bullshit story because I think it's just more, you know what it is? I think this is never going to happen. And I think basically what it is, is Carpenter and Bloomhouse are putting this out there because this internet is an infestation of fucking leeches and parasites. And all it is, is them putting this bullshit out there to generate interest, to get backers, to get people to fund this. And that's all this is. Just like everything that happens, I don't believe any of this is ever going to happen. It's all bullshit. And all it is, is 
you're putting this out there. Look, guys, look at all these little kids that are that care. Look at all these Facebook comments. Look at all the tweets and look at all the blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's that. And that's what I think this all is. It's all none of it is guaranteed. None of it is is has a seal of approval. Nobody signed on this. And it's just guys getting together and have the power and the notoriety to get this out into the public through the internet. And that's all I think is happening here. It's all for backing. It's bullshit. Because the last thing should have happened according to how much bullshit was out there. The, the, The shit with the Saw guy. The shit with the Friday the 13th TV show. Where the fuck is that? All this bullshit is nothing. I don't even believe the Friday the 13th game is happening. And I don't care how many stupid clips you show me. You could have generated that in your basement in a course in two weeks and showed me a, a CGI of Jason cutting someone's head off. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know that that, mo- that game is coming out. And at this point, I don't believe it anymore. It's all bullshit. We've heard so many phony stories coming out. I don't believe any of it. Yeah, man. Like, like Bill Clinton said. You know, fool me once. <laughs> You're such, you know, you know what? Okay, let's move on. Now, nice, Dave. Whether or not that's happening, we all gave our opinions. Obviously, we'd be jerking off to it if John Carpenter was involved and it was as good as the first fucking two. But but it's not probably going to happen, but whatever. Okay. So now, let's move on to the next thing. Ready? This is huge news and it's definitely worthy of posting on your Facebook page. John Carpenter is not a fan of Friday the Thirteenth, because that means anything. the The series that that took an, an idea from him and and totally killed it, and did an amazing job of elaborating on that idea, uh, which you took from Black Christmas, which took from Psycho, which you also took from Psycho, even to the point where he had the daughter of Psycho in Halloween, but let's just gloss over that and make like Halloween. Uh, the Friday guys are the assholes here. So John Carpenter decides to comment on Friday 13th. I don't, God only knows why. A, a guy who basically lost to them. You know, he's Burger King and they're McDonald's, even though Burger King came out first when it comes to that. Yeah, didn't we do a whole show about this? Uh, yeah, yeah, and guess what, John? I, you lost. I recall Friday the 13th. Show number 88. You got trounced. Okay. So anyway, once, uh, so I think this is John Carpenter's quote. I just need to interject that Taco Bell was the winner of the franchise wars. (laughs) (laughs) And and who was that? Texas Chainsaw? Okay, ready? (laughs) One springs from an organic idea and has a truly artist's eye working, he said. When asked to compare Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I, I, I don't know why they gave him that. They should have asked him Halloween versus that, but whatever. Uh, he wrote, "And Friday the Thirteenth, I feel, affects me very as a very as very cynical. It's very cynical movie making. It just doesn't rise above its che- it doesn't rise above its cheapness. Really? Have you looked around?" At the fucking reaction to Friday the 13th, you don't think it rises above its cheapness? Are you fucking retarded? This is unbelievable, this guy has the audacity when he's only made two incredible movies and maybe a handful of good ones and all shit. His nickname is literally John Crappender. 
<laughs> and and he has the nerve to talk about the most successful fucking franchise in horror. Okay, though, we'll, we'll, let's all entertain this. Okay, um, Friday, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, it just doesn't rise above its cheapness. I think the reason that all these other slasher movies came out in the eighties was a lot of folks said, "Look at that Halloween movie." It was made for peanuts, and look at the money it we it, it's made. We can make money like that. That's what the teenagers want to see. So that's what is. is does he think he's like giving us an epiphany in horror uh, <laughs> uh, education? Like, John, it's 2016, bro. I think we figured this shit out 20 years ago. But okay, thanks for the insight. Okay, so they just started making them, cranking them out, and most of them were awful. Carpenter then uh, notes that Texas Chainsaw is like sex, while Friday is more akin to a hand job. Well then, well then, Halloween must be like pre-cum because that's not even close to either one of the two. Like you, and, and I'm not saying Halloween one. I'm saying the rest of the entire series, the franchise. <laughs> Like a, a nice little breeze against your fucking cock. Yeah, it's like it's like if you're on a, on a train and a guy's suitcase bumps your cock, <laughs> and for some odd reason you got it aroused. <laughs> like that—that's about what the Halloween franchise is compared to Friday Thirteenth. I think he's only talking about Texas Chainsaw, the standalone movie, Halloween, the original, and Friday the Thirteenth, the original. When he's talking about what he's saying. No, I think he's talking about the Friday Thirteenth in general. I really don't think the series, but well, he was strictly talking about, you know, part one. Well, then again, even if he wasn't, I think he's lumping it all together. He's putting Halloween one against the entire Friday franchise. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what he's doing. And that's not Which is ridiculous. No. Right. 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 That is ridiculous. You know, he is entitled to his opinion, of course, you know, and he is right to a degree about Friday you know, ripping them off and saying, hey, because it was only made for money. But we know that, though. Cunningham was a money guy. He only made it because he knew he's even said it. Something that'll make money. Halloween was made cheap. Let's turn a profit because he's not a horror. He's not passionate about his horror. He's not like Steve Miner. Steve Miner, different. But Cunningham's a money guy. But so in a way, he's true. He's right about that. But at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, but he's, he's stating the obvious in a derogatory way. His opinion is still wrong. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Like you can't, you can't be the the starter of a, 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 a lackadaisical franchise and then bash one that did it right. Okay, look, Friday went wrong midway through part five, six, seven, and eight. Even though I like eight, uh, yeah, okay, it went wrong. Nine is worse. Ten is oh my god. If you like that kind of thing, which I was okay with, okay. Freddy vs. Jason, okay. If you want to have fun at a movie theater, fine, but it's not great. Okay, fine. We all established that. But the, the the point is, who are you to talk about something like this? And who the fuck cares what you think? What do you think? Your opinion holds any more weight than anybody else's? You were good 20 years ago, bro. I, and I agree with what you said. I do think that because he's on tour doing his whole score thing, you know what I'm saying? You know, his whole tour that he's doing. Oh, uh, his milking tour? Yeah, he's yeah. a rock star, man. Okay, so yeah. I, I'm just saying, with that comes a lot of questions from 
like people like you and me and shit like that like a lot of people taking him aside so like i don't think he's like necessarily saying hey listen this is my opinion on this listen up here you know i think yeah but dude he actually said it was a hand job compared to sex like who is he to talk like that no i agree bro but also the other side of that is carpenter's always been an asshole I got yeah. Well, he's basically alienating all of his fans because I love Halloween one, and I know he's a he was a drunken asswipe when he wrote part two with the sister bullshit. But guess what? It turned out all right. I like part two. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like that's his responses don't surprise me. Like he's always been like he's always been an asshole right? and ragging on people and shit like that. So that doesn't surprise me. But you're right, dude. If if that if this sequel or whatever you want to call it, reboot or whatever, comes to fruition. And he does have a big hand in it, and it's evident, and it's awesome. Like, oh, dude, that's like every, every person's fucking dream, but... It is, but Dan, let me put it in perspective. Okay, you want to talk your shit? I'll tell you what, John. Uh, your little Halloween movie that's coming out, supposedly, in two a year or two, it better be better than Friday 1, 2, 3, and 4. You're going to talk shit? Let's see you top all four of those movies. Oh, yeah, he better bring it. Okay, well, guess what? I can guarantee you he's not gonna. Yeah. Ooh, Alex is mad. Well, that, <laughs> but right. that's another thing, though. He's not directing. I think he's producing, and I know he's definitely scoring. So. Oh, good. He can score my cock. So he's not even comparing his movie to Friday. He's comparing Texas right. Chainsaw to Friday. Yeah. Don't make it sound like he's chewing his own horn. Right. Although I will say this. If not for Friday the 13th, he would never have made money on Halloween 2 and 3 the way he did. Because there wouldn't have been a Halloween 2 that was slashery that way. Halloween 2 came back because of the success of Friday. We've covered that. We all know that. That's the big slasher boom. We've covered that a lot and with some arguments from from listeners, even. This is true. Yeah, remember that one guy who wouldn't listen to Jamie? What was his name? Herbert? That was Herbert. And uh, and I'm still, that's the fucking truth. (laughs) Deal with it. Halloween 2 would not be Halloween 2 if Friday hadn't come along in between. Period. Yep. And Carpenter would not have made money from two and from three the way he did. So he should be thanking Friday the 13th. Right, but instead he's talking shit. And that's what bothers me, dude. It's almost like, why can't... that? You know, you know what it would be like? It would be like um, if Michael... Let's just, say, let's just say that Halloween is the Michael Jordan of, of horror, right? Which is... It's debatable because you... You have to pit it against Psycho. You got to pit it against Exorcist. You got to pit it against too many big movies. You know, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. There's too many huge horror movies to really say Halloween's the best. There are even Carpenter diehards who will say that, no, it's not even his best. The thing was. So, but let's just say that that uh, Halloween was the Michael Jordan of horror. Michael Jordan is amazing. He knows he's amazing. He knows he's the best. He knows that whoever's on his team is going to win once he got into his groove. And the only reason they lost two years in a row is because he wasn't there. They would have won eight years in a row with Jordan. Now, that would be like Jordan talking shit about the second, third, or fourth greatest person in the NBA. Jordan wouldn't do that. Because why should Jordan have his own fans feel like, oh, why are you talking shit? I also like this guy. I also like that guy. Yeah, I'm so much better than Larry Bird. Like, dude, what? It's Larry Bird. Right. He's not going to say he's better than Larry Bird. I'm better than Julius Irving or I'm better than Magic Johnson. Like, we know you You don't need to compare yourself to the second, third best. Like, you, you are that good. 
Exact. See, perfect. So there you go. It, it's it's an asshole move right. to talk shit about, especially when the, the, that franchise is topping the one you started. You know, you you don't really, you really should probably just go. Um, Friday Thirteenth, man, that's a popular franchise. That shit just keeps going. People today are still asking for Jason movies. It's pretty amazing what they did. Uh, it's great to be in that company. You know, Halloween is right up there with Friday Thirteenth, and we're pretty honored by that. You know, like say something that shows you have some level mm. of of awareness in horror uh, fandom. Be humble. That's it. Right. Like, you're totally a dick. What was the last movie he made? The Ward? Yeah, I I think. Because God, who who knows what else he made? They all fall off. They've all fall. Every director falls off. I, it, we could say that about every single fucking one of them. If 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 Argento was going to remake Suspiria, I wouldn't even have my hopes up that high because yeah. it's not what he used to be. Not one director is. Right. You know? All right. Well, so that's that's the rant for Halloween. Anybody else have anything to say before I move on to the next one? No, I just think Carpenter's always been an asshole. So when I heard that, I just kind of snickered at it. Like, oh, there's Carpenter again. Like, he's always just been a dick, dude. Like, he always just see, like, ever since Rob Zombie told that story on his commentary where he was like, you know, I wanted to, like, you know, respect. He called him. A yeah. phone call and I called him and, hey, you know, how's it going, John? Uh, just want to let you know I'm remaking this thing. He goes, yeah. So, <laughs> just... Just his reaction to everything. And, uh, God, Alzheimer's has hit me. What, you asked me about uh, Rob Zombies. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I would say nice things about him, but, you know, we did this. uh, I thought it was going to be a real cool deal for the the History Channel, Biography Channel, whatever that is. They were going to do about Halloween. I thought, ooh, that's pretty cool. Until I noticed that they did one on Caddyshack. And I thought, wow, what is this? Anyway, they interviewed him on that on that biography and channel, and he lied about me. He said I was very cold to him when he told me I was going to, and that he was going to make it. Nothing could be further from the truth. I said, make it your own movie, man. You know, this is yours now. Don't worry about me. I was incredibly supportive. Why that piece of shit lied, I don't know. <laughs> he had no reason to. Why did he do it? So, frankly, uh, that will color my response to the film. Uh, if I take that away, I, I did not... I, I thought that he took away the mystique of the, of the story by explaining too much about the guy. I don't care about that. It's supposed to be a force of nature. He's supposed to be almost supernatural. Knowing about that... I was, and he was too big. Yeah. He wasn't, wasn't normal. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, anyway. Great. And uh, it just, I get the sense of the man, and he's just not the friendliest guy. I've seen interviews as well where he's not the coldest either, but I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like he's kind of like, whatever, I like what I like, and that's that that's what it is. You know? Well, how about even what he did with H2O? He got Jamie Lee Curtis, who was a huge fucking star by the time H2O came out. She expressed interest. Steve Miner expressed interest. And he, he goes, guys, have fun. I want nothing to do with it. That is... It's a fucked up dickhead. Well, he's mad about that one. I don't blame him for it. He never wanted even a second one. He didn't even want a second one. They forced him into the second one. Yeah, okay, he had to. But guess what? Uh, his career wasn't booming 20 years later. Like, why not? You got real people working with you this time around in H2O, and you're still going to be a little dickhead and he's say, mad. you know what, guys? Dick. 
see, I disagree with this one with you because he he he, he didn't want any sequels. He was disgusted that they even made a second. He, he had his creation. He doesn't like what they did with four, five, six, any of them. He doesn't even didn't yeah, want. Yeah, but why not come back and save it all and say, you know what? I'm going to come back, dismiss your bullshit. Me and Jamie Lee Curtis are going to come back and kick some ass. Why not have that attitude? Instead, he has a loser's attitude where, oh, I just don't feel like Because you're not going to top the first one. That's when he knows it. He's he like, probably oh, he made a great movie, right. and he's happy with it. And he's like, you know what? Let my movie be. That's yeah, why he does Okay, but Halloween, though, and Halloween, too, I guess yeah but like how I mean it's like such a perfect one-off dude like it's just a simple story and that's what makes it great and that's why we love it and and unfortunately like (laughs) Dave's right though you know it's like that's why he probably felt like okay well that's it that's all I got in me and even when he did too and and even if he was drunk or whatever dude I love Halloween too I thought it was a great expansion on number one but even from there where the fuck do you go you just saw the cocksucker fucking in both eyes perfectly uh, actually, Dan, Halloween Six was the best one. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You didn't hear that? You never heard that whole thing? All right. Okay, so good. Well, it's been expressed on this show about forty times. I don't know how you missed it. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's been a while, dude. I'm a little rusty. You're not back in 2012. <laughs> All right, ready? So yeah. Okay, so okay, now we're gonna move on to. Okay, so here's some more bullshit news. Okay, oh. so in case you guys weren't totally fed up with horror news with these big franchise uh, movies, in case you were not totally disgusted by the failure of the Saw guys doing Halloween, Rob Zombie possibly doing Halloween three, which, uh, by the way. Uh, what's her name? Scout Taylor Compton? What about her? Uh, she sits there and writes on her Twitter, I can't, I'm so excited about getting into the headspace. She's ridiculous. Yeah, of Laurie Strode again. Oh, that's old. She's yeah, a long time ago. Uh, yeah, but do you realize, but it's all bullshit, Dave. Do you realize it's old, but it's fake. Just like everything is with this I know. shit. It's old. Yeah, okay. So in case you weren't bored by that or disgusted or, or so withdrawn, uh, and in case you actually thought that, that CW Friday 13th Jason TV show was coming, in case you're not totally sick to death of hearing all these failure projects, of guys just trying to generate interest to get backers, in case you're tired of that, oh, don't worry, there's more. Okay. Apparently, somebody decided to work on a new Friday the 13th movie, okay? And uh, in this fucking bullshit story, (laughs) uh, somebody decided to say, well... I'm going to make a Friday 13th movie now. Meanwhile, I should have I should have put something out online with my Friday 13th part 9. But, uh, okay, yeah, I guess I missed that boat. Uh, so some other asshole did it with his movie, and he says that Elias Voorhees, you know, the character that never really made it to fruition in Friday 13th part 6, Jason's dad. Guys, I was going to say, was that ever mentioned in any of the movies? It was mentioned in, like, that that asshole Eric Morris's books, I think. I don't even know. Bullshit. Or a comic book or something like that. What, Elias Voorhees? Yeah. Where was that mentioned? It was never mentioned mentioned on screen, but it was supposed to happen. Right. Okay. Okay. He elaborates that the origin... Brad Fuller? Origin, origin-ish. No one has seen before. Obviously, Pamela's there. It was a little bit different. Okay, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm reading right now. But supposedly the big headline is that the new Jason movie is going to now go to Jason's father. That's going to be the main focus or something like that. Mm. 
Well, like, whatever. Really? Are we reading this? <clears throat> well, okay. So basically, what he was saying though is, and I agree with this, but like, I, dude, we were saying this years ago when we did those guys. But like, I feel that you have to start again if you're gonna start another Friday the Thirteenth series. You gotta go back. You gotta go way back. You actually gotta go further back than fucking Mrs. Voorhees' original, you know, slaying there. And I feel like, you know, the the whole camp aspect and, and Jason as a kid, you could totally dive into that. And they said that they're gonna get into a version of that and the Pamela Voorhees character, but it's gonna be different from what we've seen before. And dude, I'm all for it, man. I mean, those movies are always gonna exist. They're always gonna be great. Yeah, but you're talking like it's real. Jamie, do you think this is actually going to happen? Do you think that we're ever going to see a movie? Oh, this is all. Uh, it'll probably happen as much as the whole found footage Friday the 13th happened. Yeah, or, or this, or the snow Friday the 13th. How many different, uh, how many different, uh, you know, plot lines are we going to get? Sorry, I, I thought we were talking but, boy shit, my bad. But, um... <laughs> The uh, what's funny is on my week we went out today and on our way home I stopped at a Seven Eleven and we're at the counter and the guy behind the counter looks at my ring I I have a uh, if anyone I don't know if you guys even know it but I wear a Jason ring a Jason mask ring oh, and he goes uh, he goes so are you you a fan of hockey or are you a fan of Friday the Thirteenth and I said Friday the Thirteenth in this town it makes sense uh, right. um, uh, being in Michigan. Hockey's a big thing, so I mean, gay Red Wings. Yeah. But um, it, <laughs> so I get where I get where that comes from. I get it all the time. People ask me that same question all the time, and I was like, Friday the Thirteenth. He's like, Oh, so I guess you probably know that they're making a new one. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Oh. And then God. he goes, uh, He's like, So did you hear that they're gonna? That his dad's gonna be in it? I'm like, Dude. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Dude, I I, I don't even. We have had so many versions right. of what the new Friday the 13th is going to be like. I don't believe shit anymore. I will believe it when I see it. You know? Right, we're all in the same it. boat then. It's all I we're ever done. see. Yes. Right. Well, Every website uh, lost its credibility. It's We've been burned so many fucking times now that I... I, you know, we've all become cynical. There was a time when other people were cynical and I wasn't yet. And I was hanging on to it because I wanted to because I love it Friday especially you know and I was hanging on to it in a vet, and I used to give people a hard time almost when they would come and talk shit on the thing and I'm like ah give it a chance it might happen can't we hope now I've become that cynical person I won't lo- I won't say anything no, you I, have I, to be I, that Dave because that's all there is right. but I'll say I can't be negative but yeah. that's why I, I, I think it I don't go on I don't go on Facebook and right. make those comments saying oh no it's never gonna I just let people live and let live whatever but now I, that's just what I think I'm like I've become cynical. How can we not? Not after everything that's happened. And Dave, and I'll say this, you guys, you know, Brad Fuller, he's the one who shepherded, uh, shepherded um, Hannibal, the series. Um, yeah, he's good stuff. Oh, dude, and it's, like I said, you guys know how I feel about Hannibal. I still believe it's it's one of the best uh, shows on TV, and it was only three seasons, and it's beautiful, man. It's, it's fucking amazing. So, I agree. Okay. <laughs> What's that? I agree, man. It was awesome. So good. It's it's a it's it's it hurts me how good that show is. But if he's behind it in any aspect, if he, if he's even just behind it, like even if he's not like writing it or I don't even know. But if he if he's involved, I'm, I got to be honest with you, I'm at least hopeful. But Alex and and Jamie, you guys are right. Like 
I don't buy any of this shit. I, I get excited like when I think about it. Like, oh, that could be cool. That could be cool. I just saw something pop up today too. Robert Englund would like to be in the new Elm Street uh, movies as a cameo. Oh, I think it would be great if I could be like a teacher or a professor or something. Like, who cares, dude? None of this shit's ever gonna happen. Like, yeah, of course you want to be in the fucking Elm Street movie, dude. You're fucking Robert Englund, dude. And you know, it's just like the most obvious shit. And like, unfortunately. It happens a lot in the horror community where a lot of this bullshit gets, like, dredged up a lot. So it is what it is. Do I well, yeah, I mean, they stand, no. you know, you're standing in front of a, like, some fucktard who runs a, <laughs> a blogging site. And they ask you the most random bullshit questions. Right. And you come up with an answer for that question. Next thing you know, it's splashed all over the internet like it's fucking gospel. And that's and it's like, dude, that's not what I said, you know. Or it's not. It's like, no, I never said this was going to happen. I said, hey, yeah, that might be cool. You point blank asked me, hey, if there's a new nightmare movie, would you be interested in doing a cameo in it? And he was like, yeah, that might be cool if I played a teacher right. or something like that. Right. And then suddenly, next thing you know, it's like it's like news. England says, right. you know, like. Come on, you losers! <laughs> no, I'm not losers for reading the article, but the losers who post those articles and and repeatedly fuck people over just so they can get reads. It pisses me off. Because That's all it is. It's yeah. I mean, and then you're starting like the the most hilarious thing to me was when I was reading <laughs> when the article dropped about Carpenter being involved with Halloween. I was reading it on iHorror, and it <laughs> the, the funniest thing in the world were the comments, right. because no one reads the article. Everyone uh, just reads the headline and then starts getting into arguments over the headline. <laughs> and so the very first comment was like, oh, yeah, another reboot, blah. And then, of course, you got people attacking him, like, did you read the article? That's not what it said, asshole. And so then it's just, and then just descended from there into, like, a big brawl. And I'm laughing my ass off, you know, it's like I didn't even have to read the article to get entertainment out of this. I'm just reading the comments. Alex, um, is it, this is the exact conversation we had earlier. Yeah. It was. Too, well, see, the thing is, I'm just wondering why we're giving these websites credibility right. or anything like that. Like, well, and that, that's the thing is something gets passed around and then uh, they don't really have credibility, though. I mean, not really. Not to the people who know better. Not to the people who who have any fucking sense. Like, we, we have the places that we go to that we get our legit news from, and we know where those places are. Real horror fans do that. You know, you know, you have your, the places that you trust. And you see some fly-by-night place fly across your Facebook feed, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to believe it uh, if you're smart. You won't necessarily believe it. But even Bloody Disgusting is posting this stuff. It's Bloody like- Disgusting can kiss my ass. <laughs> Everybody, everybody can believe in what I say because I said on Banana Laser, because I don't think we discussed it in, on Skeleton Group, I said there's no way in the world that this Saw Riders Halloween movie is ever going to happen. It's all bullshit. You'll see this movie in 2028. It'll never happen. And, and Dave, at the time, he was still hopeful. He said, I don't know. I, I, I guess if you're right, I'll believe you, blah, 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 blah. And guess what? I was right. <laughs> always right about this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's bullshit. None the of it. The bottom line, though, Alex, is that like we all love this shit, man. So when we see it, we, we are hopeful. Of course, we are. I know, but guess what? I, Dan, I was hopeful. I know. Then, but I got burned a couple times. Then I became the silent majority. So 
I said, okay, you know what? I'm just not saying anything because I look like an asshole if I keep saying, you know, it's not going to happen. So then, now, when we're going to get a flood of more bullshit that's never going to happen, I'm going to now vocalize it. And guess what? Hey, this might be the one time I'm wrong when I vocalize it. Uh, no, actually, I, I vocalized the last one, too, with the saw thing. But there were other things that, you know, happened in the, before that that I didn't vocalize. But now I'm finally doing it. So, yeah, you're right, man. But I kind of fall in the same camp where I'm with you, where it's like, I don't even want to hear it until it's in production. Yeah, until I see some uh, behind the scenes Uh, shots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? That's where I stand on it, anyway. Like the Jason TV show we're supposed to get? What the hell was that? That's, are you you, you serious? (laughs) Right. Where where was that? What, What happened here with that whole thing? How come that never happened? Nobody cares. Nobody's saying anything. But before we wrap it up, let's get to some something that actually happened. And let's talk about now. I don't know. I know Dave and, and Jamie and I know I haven't seen every single episode, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to put my money on since Dan is the special guest host. Dan Chase. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess that Dan watched every episode of the Evil Dead TV show. Uh, actually, no. I did. I, I watched about half of it. I watched about, I think, like four or five episodes. I watched like four. It, but yeah. by the way, from what I saw, fantastic. It was so good. And Alex, you know what's funny that you just brought this up? Because this was one of those things where I didn't think was going to happen. And I thought it was kind of... Well, I didn't hear about it until it almost happened. Right. So well, that, and that was almost better for it. And that's why what we're talking about is so stupid. Because it's like, why don't, I, I wish we could just hear about things as they happen. By the way, did you guys hear that they casted uh, Pennywise? Again. Yeah, another one. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just saw that article today, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I thought <laughs> they did so, last year too. Remember? I'm so confused by this. Yeah, because I thought it was the dude from Meet the Millers that, Wait, or so Meet the Millers, not Meet the Millers. <laughs> uh, who is it now? I don't. Know. I'll believe it's it when this, I see it. It's this guy from um, uh, what was the uh, where? Oh, Eric Stoltz. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking carrot top. It was one of the actors. <laughs> well, he wouldn't even have to wear makeup, man. That'd be right. <laughs> the guy's good looking, though. He's he, you can see him being Pennywise. It's a really good fit. Malachi, Malachi should be Pennywise, man. That'd be great. Malachi, it's Bill Skaggard. Why are you so so stuck yes. on being a redhead? Where does uh, that come from? <laughs> hey, what was that werewolf show? Um, that was the show. He's a great. Yeah, and I, I love him. No, I love him. I loved him on Hemlock Grove. He's um, so good, dude. No, but you can see he, in his eyes, dude. You can see him. Yeah, moving. his eyes. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He has the same it, like, uh, yeah. like, like. What's his name? Tim Who's Curry. the famous guy? Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. He yeah. he had that weird thing where his eye was not exactly centered with his other eye. Right. And this kid has the same shit. Right? Isn't he good? Like Wow. Yeah, like like he's like a fucking lizard looking at two different sides of the room. <laughs> exactly, but but that's one that's really moving forward. Like they just casted him, and so like that's tangible. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? but they said that before. Remember the other guy got casted like a year no, and a half but, ago. You, no, Kerry Fukunaga Fukunaga backed out. He was a great director, but he had backed out because of creative differences, and then they moved. So on. he lost. The that, that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, and it's all bullshit. That's really what happened. 
Yeah, but yeah, John Carpenter will do the same thing. <laughs> Good point. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, the, the reality of this is this bullshit has been going on behind the scenes of making movies since movies started. It's just that now we are all made aware of every step of the process because of the internet. Exactly. You know, before, you never knew about a movie until it came out or until it was about to come out, you know? Trailers. We're all privy to every fucking... Uh, yep. Someone fucking blows a fart on the set, you hear about it. Yeah, now we're all privy <laughs> to it, so... <laughs> what the fuck? Breaking news. I'll believe it when I see it. That's all I have to say. Matter of fact, that's what you should name this episode. I'll believe it when I see it. Because this whole ah. fucking episode is unbelievable. Oh, wow. That's a good point, Dan. Right. <laughs> Actually, I was going to name it Chase or Runaway. Oh, bitch. <laughs> I was kidding. No, I don't know what I'm going to name it. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe that when I see it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Dan, nobody would believe Dan's- that till they right, saw it. Exactly. <laughs> Right. Maybe we could call. And nobody will believe what the fuck Jonathan did to our fucking contest since <laughs> I heard that. Has anybody seen Wayward Pines? Yes. Yeah, all, all of season, all of the first season, but not the new one. Oh, dude, yo, I am like seven episodes into the first season. Dude, it, I, I'm kind of blown away. Like, I, I knew nothing about that show. What do you guys think of it? Because, like, I'm totally... I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's like M. Night Shyamalan, dude. It's like, it's like the village and, like... Some other crazy shit, dude. I don't even know. <laughs> I actually like the village. I'm, not, I'm one of those. No, I like the village off. too. Yeah. I do. Wow. I think, yeah. Like, I, I think the twist is great, but dude, the twist to this show when it hits you in what? Oh wow! It, you don't see that shit coming. Oh my god! They blew my mind. Not since Lost have I been like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> it really blew me away, dude. And I thought, honestly, like I didn't like that last uh, M Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, what was it? The grandparent movie? What the visit? You didn't like the visit? Wow! I know. Because I, I I found it extremely predictable, and I hated the little rapping kid. And I, I want to punch him in his face. Oh, yo, 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 yo! I'm a rap. I'm a rap. I'm a rapper. That's a young Dan Chase. What do you mean? Yo, it's the skeleton crew. What you gonna do, bitch? Oh, come on. <laughs> Everything in it, bitch. No, yeah, bitch. Everything's bitch. So he's gonna hold uh, Lights bitch. out. No one's getting out, bitch. <laughs> All right, well, guys, that is, uh, that's a, that's a variety show if you ever had one. Uh, Dan, this is an epic, historic, and historic episode of the skeleton crew. Um, Man, you know, I never thought we'd be sitting down in this dungeon hearing your voice echo in these walls again. But here you are. And that just goes to show you guys that uh, the mind is not as powerful as the heart. Because all of us felt and feel, continue to this day, something more than what our minds could tell us, what our minds can convince us of. You know, we think one thing we think we're dead set on some kind of thought and you'll never predict what you feel ever yes you know that there's just no comparison thoughts are believe it or not more cynical than anything the heart is just something that's always uh true and uh undeniable nothing you could do about it <laughs> nothing and, and and we don't want to we actually would rather be guided by what we feel rather than what we think because what we think thoughts people change their minds you know it's a simple it, it, we hear that word every day we change our mind 
but you can't really change your heart or your 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 passion and your love and that's what uh the four of us have for each other and you know good times or bad uh there's always we're we'll never forever um leave that place you know mm -hmm. No, and, and Alex, man, you, you bring up a lot of good points, brother. And I just want to thank you guys, obviously, for uh, for letting bygones be bygones, so to speak. I know it goes a lot deeper than that, but I think uh, what Alex was really trying to say is, like, when you have a bond with certain people or whatever, dude, I mean, a lot of bullshit may happen or whatever, but, like, it, it takes a lot more than just bullshit to kind of break that bond, man. And, like, you guys are special people, and I'm so glad I met you. And, like, honestly the way I feel right now it's it's less like nostalgia of like where we were and it's more excitement for for where we're about to go I don't know how you guys feel about it but that's where I'm at right now nice and thanks again to all of you guys you three if it wasn't for you you three I, I certainly wouldn't be here now so I'll say it again you know hey yo, hey, yo. <laughs> yeah thank you dude for being one of those uh rare passionate people you know there's not many in the world and you are now on your third run of going through every single show right i mean where are you now what what ep oh no what i finished i finished uh you did a couple months ago wow. yeah oh dude i've been so you heard our show three times i i heard most of them uh most of them four times like stuff from 80 plus i've only heard you know uh two or three depending on how long ago it was. how many so off do you take Ah, well, dude, nowadays, hold on. <laughs> I listen to about 30 hours a week of podcast at work, ah. so I have the... Oh, now. shit, dude. Yeah, life is good, man. I just cruise around. Life is good. Podcast all day. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, we're, we're all so happy to be in this place. Super happy, bro. Now, I'm honestly, like, ecstatic, man. I don't know if it's, like, you know, emanating like that, but I, that's how I feel. I can't believe I'm sitting here looking at you <laughs> okay can we stop the charade no no but seriously no i can't believe i'm, I'm sitting here listening at least to you and uh it's it's such i feel um overly privileged and undeserving but uh it's great nonetheless and um god what do you say to a moment like this god say man i'll quote the Beatles. Man, all you need is love, baby. That's all it is. Minus the baby. John Bunn wouldn't talk like that, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, well, I'll quote the Beatles again, and uh, I will end the show with a Beatles quote. It is Paul McCartney, the last thing the Beatles ever said on on the last album they ever released. Yep. Say it. The love you take is equal to the love you make. And and that's uh, I'll, I guess I'll say more. <laughs> that <laughs> that is so true. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like I love fucking you guys, dude. Yo, I want to thank you guys again because you guys are the shit. And like I've never I've never felt uh, prouder than than doing episodes of the Skeleton Crew, man. It's just been such a big part of my life, and it's like. I gotta be honest with you, man, like, without it in my life, it was evident. So, you know, like I said, uh, you know, what is it? Distance makes the, the heart grow fonder, and that, that's exactly what it was in in the rawest form, man. So I'm just happy to be back with, 
with you guys. I love you guys. You guys are my family. And uh, fuck the past, man. Let's just keep keep looking forward and uh, and let's 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 make it our own. You know. Yeah, I don't know what the future project will be. Whatever it is, I'm glad that it's happening. Right on. And you know what, Alex? Honestly, you know what I want, dude? I want to hear Buckethead rip it. Well, upon popular request, especially by our special guest host... (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Ah, nice! (laughs) Here is... When you hear a little bit of a tingling himself, you already heard it. You know how it warms you into it. Let's just hit the big parts, Buckethead. Go ahead. For Dan Chase himself, this is... Bucket head Dan, it was an honor. Thank you. Good night. Ow. <laughs> <laughs>